There's pink names and blue names. Are you a pink name? I'm a blue name. Are there co-ed names in the Arabic language? Names that are, are that go both ways. Mm-hmm. How's that mango juice hitting? That's it's, it's thick with a double C, actually triple C. Today's episode is brought to you by Aldi's mango juice. Oh, where's this from? Aldi's. Where's that? Is that like? A- Do you know Aldi's? Okay, Aldi's is like a grocery store. Um, it's like a very cheap grocery store. Okay. Oh, oh Aldi's. Oh, yeah. Okay. I said Ali's, like Ali's. Ali's. I, I just misheard you. Yeah. The halal. No, I know note. Aldi's. Do you know Little? Little is like another version of Aldi. Um, I think it's also German. It's one of those obscure um, stores. I haven't seen any in North America, but I remember when I still lived in Scotland. And they had these really good hot dog rolls. That's all I remember from Little. And it was like a blue logo. Little? Little. So it's like Aldi's, but in Scotland. They don't have Aldi's in Scotland? They did have Aldi's in Scotland. But they have Little too? They have Little and too. And it's owned but by have, the same company? I don't know, but I have never seen a Little outside of Europe. <laughs> and it's just been like, whenever I meet another person that knows Little, it's like, we, we, we hug, you know? <laughs> so like, you know Little, I know Little. Yo. <laughs> The hot dogs, though. <laughs> Those hot dog buns, they hit. That was my childhood. Wait, just the buns? Or were you raised in Scotland? I, I lived there for like two years when I was re- primary school. That's what they, they called it there, primary so school. So like kindergarten, preschool. It was like... Teeter tots. Yeah, like second, yeah, second, third grade. Yeah. Okay. That's did, when I was there. I ha- remember Princess Diana dying. So that that was fresh. Like I was in I was in the UK, you know? Yeah, yeah. I remember it happening and I remember on TV Elton John. Remember Elton John was saying, And it seems to me Candle that in the Wind. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. And there was a candle on the piano he was playing. I remember that very yeah. clearly. My sister got interviewed actually, like one of those people on the streets. Um, like, oh, how yeah. do you feel, you know, Princess Diana dying? I remember yeah, my yeah. mom being super sad about it. She was like every black mom's friend that they just because she hugged a black baby once or something they just loved her there was something about princess diana that brown and black people love yeah they also there were a lot of conspiracies around her death that you your parents probably got into them i don't know like my mom had books of her just like the coffee table like (laughs) the books are just like like a photo album and princess diana your mom was sipping for diana yeah yeah no she yeah it's like bestie right there you know yeah I know people who name their kids. Soon people who name their kids Diana after. Oh really? Diana, yeah. So there were rumors too that she she apparently was like on the verge of being Muslim as well, and that's why they wanted to kill her. I feel like every Muslim, like Muslims in general, have this cons- theory that people are like as soon as they want to become Muslim, they get killed. It's like oh, like uh, what's his name? Michael Jackson. There was a rumor as well that he was Muslim. Everybody's Muslim at some point. Oh, and remember Shakespeare? <laughs> Did you hear about Shakespeare being Sudanese? No. <laughs> no, De- you said that. Deadass, deadass. You didn't just come in my living room and his, say that. His name is Sheikh Zubair. <laughs> I know that's a far reach, but you know, Sudanese people, they want to claim everything. They want to claim... Yeah. No, that's Except what... being African. It's like, what? Oh, no, right? we're not that. Did the anti-blackness on, yeah. on 10 at all times. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call it out. Yeah. Oh, please do. Did your parents tell you to only say you're Arab when you were young? Oh, no, actually, on the contrary, my dad was very pro-black. Like, because I grew up so, in the Middle East, too, okay? So, so your so dad's like, super punctual. He's super pro-black. Who yeah, is this man? but very proud Sudanese, you know? Okay. Like, has too much hope for Sudan until now. I'm like, Baba, let him go. <laughs> is he building a house in Sudan like every dad? Um, yes, he did. That, we that, already, that's we already been did done. that. Yeah, yeah. That phase, <laughs> like, he went through that phase already. I was already. like, how do we get there to that house? <laughs> By the way, you know, I am self-conscious about my voice, like, recorded. 
Does it sound masculine? No, 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 it sounds good. Sound you sound like Princess Diana's uh, oh, cousin, oh, really? Lady you know, Winkleberry. In, apparently, my uh, British accent sounds very posh. Like, um, did you have a Scottish accent in Scotland? Like when you were in, going a little, like a, when you were a wee I lad. Did, a little I lad. did, I did, a wee, a wee lad. Yeah, yeah. look at you. You know, I went to the Loch Ness monster and all. You, and you went was, to the Loch Ness monster. Yes, did. yes. We said hello. <laughs> you get advice. It's <laughs> yeah. like a sage. But yeah, no, um, I did not see the Loch Ness monster. I've heard about it many, many times. Do you believe in Nessie? Um, no, I don't. I don't believe in dinosaurs. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> You don't believe in Nessie. <laughs> like, just the concept of dinosaurs doesn't have, like, it doesn't sit well with me. Like, something about it is a little sus. Wait, but what about all this evidence we have? So, I know, okay, okay, I know someone. Do you think the dinosaurs like, were trying to become Muslim at one point and they, that's why they got killed off? No, no, <laughs> not at all. It's not even from, like, a religious standpoint like that. Um, it's more so, I feel like it's, it's a shortcoming from my end, like, I'm not deep enough to comprehend the concept of like giant reptiles roaming the earth. Like it just seems so bizarre to me. Like there were really giant reptiles. Is that what you're trying to say? Honestly, me? but like think about it. We're we're even more. I sound in- so ignorant right now. <laughs> Dinosaurs. I've never seen them before. Okay, I know the real. But it's just. What about like, Barney? Do you believe how? that? Barney? No, I hated Barney growing up. I never watched it. Because because of your beliefs. I just thought he was stupid. <laughs> like he was so annoying and slow. <laughs> I used to watch Bill Nye, though. Bill Nye. Bill was my dude. Bill. Bill. And Steve from uh, Blue's Clues. Oh, yeah. Did you see see that message she gave us? Mm, The closure. I was at work. I was like, this this is It's like he left us on red for like 20 years. I know. And he came back. He just all all of a sudden was like, oh, sorry, just saw this. (laughs) And just texted back. You know, he went to college. That's why he left. I know. That's a horrible reason to leave Blue's Clues. But but I feel it's like, it's it's fine because he wants to discover himself. And then he, he could have left us on red forever. It's the fact that he really thought about us. Like, we meant something to him. We did. As a woman, that means a lot, okay? He came back. You know, yeah. Are you attracted to Steve? You said I- <laughs> no, just, you know, I appreciate what Steve did. I, I wish You wouldn't date Steve? I would not date Steve, no. Oh, man. No, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah I, I would be friends with uh, Steve. You'd friends on Steve. Yes. You yes. in blue, huh? I don't know, just white guys. You know, I tried to force myself into like. Did you have like? But I, I saw you on Tinder though. <laughs> yeah, I know you said that. <laughs> I saw your profile on Tinder once. I remember. Coincidentally, and <laughs> he said coincidentally. <laughs> well, you're oh, in the area. You don't. You don't live far right from or left? I, I, I was wait, gonna super right, swipe. I was gonna right super swipe, but yes no? I was at a super swipe for the day. That's, oh really? There's yeah. a limit to that. Yeah. So my super swipes are always by accident. It's like fuck. Now this guy thinks I really like him. Really? Guys yeah. never get super swiped. Rarely. Really? Yeah. It's, it's always women. There's, you know, how there's some people on Tinder where they're like on high demand, like they're very popular. It's like, oh, this person is very. It's liked. an elite user. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a super like him to stand out? And it's like, no, like his ego's already big. I don't need to yeah. do that. Pass. Don't I just say. choked on the. Then the mango, mango juice. Yeah, that was thick. I'm yeah, telling I'm you. telling you. <laughs> and you got like the the last part of the mango juice where all the pulp mm. accumulates. That's the flavor, though. The best for last, yeah, because we've been waiting for a while. It's like I appreciate this. I'm telling you, you, it's been marinating in my my took a while. while. Yeah, (laughs) it's the fermented version of the yeah mango teeny. It's a mango (laughs) teeny. Is it a haram mango? (laughs) It's halal Halal, all the time. That's me. Yeah, of course, Mm -hmm. all the time. You know, Princess Diana too. Apparently, she kept it halal all the time. Not really. Yeah, she had a boyfriend. That's not really halal. Can't you? You can't have a boyfriend though. You can't even shake hands with a man, technically. So you're supposed to not touch a man? This is what you and I are doing technically, because the third is the shaitan. He's somewhere here right now. And he's 
giving he's, us he's telling thoughts. us to, to sin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a healthy distance. I think that's why I do. God, I set it God up like this. God is proud of us. Yeah. And honestly, everything I do, you know, we you have know, to we s- get brownie points now because like we're resisting temptation. Really? Yes. But don't we get negative points for putting ourselves in this situation in the first place? What's uh-huh. the scoreboard look like? I can't. <laughs> what's the formula? But this is like um, where we're, you know, spitting knowledge. This is this is this is informational. I, this is informational. So it's you cook like really good food on your Instagram. Oh yeah. You see, oh yeah. Everybody follow me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you. A t- I'll give you a little slot to shout it out. Oh okay. This is not how it works. See, I didn't go a, ahead There is a formula. <laughs> you said, have you been listening to the past episodes? Like I, I told have, you. I have. I have. Well, I'm telling you, every day I choose an episode. It's not in like chronological order. I just like pick. I'm like. Hmm. Oh, so you let like destiny pick for for you? Well, I read. I see who it sounds interesting. Episodes. You know, so uh, um, like I listen to Derek Yannick. You know these um, people personally too. Yeah, so, Sophia. Yeah. yeah. Um, some one of your friends that went to Italy. Richie. That was a funny one. That yeah. was the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he was sitting right where you were sitting. Oh really? Yeah. Shout out ago. to Richie. Yeah. <laughs> what was I? I was asking you something. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah. So you wouldn't date Steve. Not at all. Did no, no, no. Ask? I found yeah, so I found you on I found you on Twitter on, on Tinder. It said down for white boy summer. I'm all about the swirl. Yes. Well, I I wanted to try something different. I've uh, Have you you never dated a white man before? Never dated a white man. No. I just feel like I can't take them seriously. <laughs> but you took Steve seriously. It's he was he wasn't real. He was behind the screen. Like when I had to interact. Steve with is them, the realest thing in my life right now. Don't you say that you said? I went to GW, so it was a whole lot of white boys. And I'm surprised you didn't dabble there. No, I told you, just wasn't attracted. Like just, I'm just, I, I don't take them seriously. Like they're, you know, there's no attraction. <laughs> I think you just haven't met the right Brad yet. Nah, it's just, it's just, <laughs> and I can't get their names right. Like. That's how I know I'm not interested. Well, then they're the if same I don't way with you, too, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like... Do they say... Do they pronounce your name right? Do they say Yusra like I say it? Or do they say, like, Usra? Um, most of the time, they butcher. You know, they get a couple of tries. Sometimes it's an absolute disaster. But I, I let them, t- you know, just say my name. That They ask for a nickname, but I'm like, no, you're going to learn how to say it like everybody else. Yeah, say and my name. Say, say my, my name. name. Yeah. When no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. Awesome! Wow, keep serenading. <laughs> yeah, but I'm used to it. It's it's really bad when I go out to eat. Actually, I have a lot of pseudonyms though when I'm out for like Starbucks and stuff. Oh yeah, anything. I have like five different characters that um, I choose from. Okay, go through them. Okay, there's Courtney. There's Bridget. There's Joanna. <laughs> Joanna. There's Ophelia and there's Sarah. Why are all these names very Anglo-Saxon? Because it's easier for them to understand and spell out. You could just take your name and just anglicize Yusura, it. Yusura, like, what? what? How do you anglicize Yusura? There's think no, of like... I, th- I say Sarah, and I actually use that on my resume, like professional resume. Wait. Sarah. Is that how you get, this, is that how you get these baller-ass jobs? I actually did not get a job with that name. <laughs> Wait, so what happens when they ask for your ID and like... When well, you get the hiring te- process. Technically, you can write like a fake name on your resume because it's not like an official government document, you know. Oh but you, this is, you can just say that's the name you prefer because you know how they ask you sometimes <laughs> what, what name do you prefer? And they ask you if it's, it's your legal name. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. It, it's not your yeah. Gov, gov, Govi name. Your Govi, know? yeah. Yeah, Govi. No. Your fish, your fish name. So you could, so I should start using like Jack Johnson on my name and just see, see what happens. Try it. Do you check off race though? Um, yeah, I or do. Or do you say prefer I not do. to? 
I just feel like sometimes, I don't know if this is true or not, but sometimes I feel like if I do prefer not to, it's going to lower my chances for anything. They're going to be like, okay, she's know. black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she's hiding something, yeah. you know? The only only race you would hide in this hiring process. It's just it's just so weird, the whole thing. Like, I, I this is my first time, like, really being exposed to, to race like that, like in a, how it is in America, because I didn't grow up here. So where did you grow up? Scot- Scotland or... So I grew up in the Middle East and um, Europe, like in Scotland, mm-hmm. uh, mostly in um, between Qatar and Saudi Arabia. So I lived 10 years in Saudi Arabia, 13 years in Qatar, two years in Scotland. So how did you like Saudi Arabia and Qatar? And Saudi Arabia was great. You know, I had my childhood there. Like I moved, Which part of Saudi Arabia? Was I was it? in Riyadh. Were you in like a compound? Yeah. Okay. So life was great there. You know, it was like one of those... American compounds. All of my neighbors went to like you know American schools. We had a you know a pool, a cinema, all the forbidden things you know that you can't find outside the compound walls. Okay, so would you had like drive. modern movies. Yeah, yeah. Like the most current that. movies, and would you have to pay, or was it included in the in like the HOA fee or something? Um, yeah, that, that it was included. They so we got free movies, basically. Free movies, and then you have like a mini mart. Like the only reason you would need to leave is if you needed to go to the mall. But you really had every like I had most of the time my friends like coming over because we had a pool. Okay. A pool. <laughs> big big baller used to it with a pool. I I like it was a compound pool. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. people can wear bikinis. I know it was. And it was yes, mixed gender. It was mixed gender. That was like the whole the big deal. It was in the pool. It was the freedom that came with it. So you could be and women can drive. You know, on the com. How big is the compound? It's pretty big. It's, it's so like how far a, can you drive until like you can't drive anymore? in this compound like till you hit the wall it really depends on the compound like the one i lived in you know it might take you like 30 minutes to walk as far as that to from one house to another 30 from one house to it could be 30 minutes so this is like a big piece of land a big uh, a 30 minute walk so like a 10 minute drive from one side to the other yeah okay that's then it's like it's big you know yeah so are there people in the compound you don't know like there's There's so many people that you don't know so like they live over they live on the east side we don't know yeah 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 oh yeah they were like a the a side the b side and the c side and there were like what was all the cool side it was like the... I, I was on the b side so obviously i'm gonna be biased and say that was the cool side. oh you're repping your hood b we, we were near the rec center actually okay so all the action was nearby <laughs> friday nights were lit yes. on the b side yeah you know if i need to go back home from the rec It'd be quick, and then I'll be back to the party. <laughs> yeah. This was like fourth grade, by the way. There's like no. Yeah. What were you guys doing? <laughs> I'm like like mixed gendered pool in fourth grade. Like that's like pretty standard. We had like a foosball table. We had a pool table. <laughs> oh, there was like MTV playing in the rec center all the time. MTV Arabia. Um, MTV MTV. I think it was MTV MTV because we got like all the hits. Oh, so you guys had like a satellite dish. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called Orbit, I think. Orbit, I've heard of that. You've heard of that? The little yeah. box, the satellite box. Yeah, thing. yeah. And then mm-hmm. you had like Showtime and all that. So like, I so the thing is like I grew up watching American TV, which is why I have an American accent. Oh. But I never actually grew up here. Like, oh, so yeah. that's why you were like Blues Clues. You could relate to Steve. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering because a lot of people were posting and I'm like, they, how far was this reach of Blues Clues? Like, who, I guess every Everywhere. country was getting Blues Clues. Yeah. Was it translated in some language? Was it was there an Arab, is there an Arabic blues clues? Is it I, a there is? How would you translate? So blues like, clues in I, I watched um, all like the cartoons in English, um, but most of the time it would be like translated Egyptian Arabic. Have you ever watched Lion King in Egyptian Arabic? No, I've never seen <laughs> any of these shows. <laughs> 
<laughs> they don't say that. I know it's so that? ridiculous. Yes, no. in that accent. If if you if you speak Arabic, yeah. But you, I've you seen Arabic shows in like standard um <clears throat> standard like classical Arabic where it's like, hey, yeah, bina. Was that like <laughs> a that space mother? doing stuff? Hey, yeah, mother. <laughs> Let's go. What's yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I watched anime dubbed in Arabic, like Pokemon. All these soccer animes. So Pikachu was like Pikachu. Pikachu, yeah, Pikachu, Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them, I don't know what their names are in um, English actually, because I I just know the Arabic. So version. the like Ash. Ash, yeah. Was Ash like Muhammad or something? Or no, it wasn't like that. that Ahmed. That sounds or, too biblical. Yeah, too Quranic. <laughs> too Quranic. <laughs> <laughs> they had to keep it secular. Yeah, you know? yeah, but definitely like, do you know Adnan Udlina? It's like an anime show. I have no idea what the English. Uh, name is but it was like these two it's a boy and a girl and they live on a ship oh and do they does she fly in a broom does she she flies off something at some point. i i have i'm I seeing what you're talking about but i don't know yeah, the name like, of it not, but, yeah but they're obviously like, it's like anime you know how's japanese anime gonna be like named adnan and dina you know it's That's, not adnan and wait dina. and now that i think about it pokemon like we don't know their original names in japanese ash isn't probably his name it's Wow, that's so American-centric of me. Oh, wait, really? Because these are... How does it work? Pokemon means pocket monster in Japanese. Oh, really? Pokemon is a Japanese name. So what? In, yeah, so in Japan... Wait, what does it mean? Oh, my God. A pocket monster because you put the Pokeballs I in I actually pocket. went to Japan and I did not know this. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I have no idea. You got to take back that experience. I know, I know. Return I, the go, ticket. I definitely need to go back. It was yeah. just not enough. What were you doing in Japan? I was just like YOLO. I needed to go. Well, this, the thing is, it wasn't even planned. This was after I graduated college. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go on like a, you know, end of year trip. Like I just graduated and I was supposed to go to Bali with my friends. But my Sudanese parents were like, hell nah, you know. <laughs> Wait, what do they know about Bali? <laughs> okay, so here's the, their reasoning. They're like, there was a bomb there 10 years ago. I'm like, exactly 10 uh, years ago. I'm like, we lived in Saudi Arabia. There was a bombing every other week. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They would send us back home. They're like, there's been a bomb threat. You have to go or like come back next week, like back to school over the weekend. And the whole wall collapsed because of a nearby bombing. One of our teachers, her compound got bombed. So, like, this was our norm. But for them to use that excuse, I find out later it's because we had some Sudanese guests flying in to visit. And, my and they mom wanted you wanted to be me, there. No. Yeah, and entertain them. You know how. It's like, it's rude. Yeah. So, I had to how cancel How can the that. whole family not be here at all times? Yeah. I was like, what are they going to say about you? you traveling alone, alone as a woman? Yes. They were afraid of that. At a popular destination. Eat, pray, love. Eat, pr- exactly. That's the love part of the movie. She <laughs> Was goes, it the love part? That's the love. She goes to Indonesia to love. It. She, oh, the she, Brazilian she, guy. She did love there. Remember? Yeah. And there was a lot of inappropriate oh, things. Oh, yeah. That, that was not going to happen. So they made me cancel all my Bali plans, but then my mom felt really bad. And she was like, but you can go to Japan if you want to. Why they pick Japan for you? Because... I'm just realizing how privileged you are. You said, <laughs> no. <laughs> this conversation, you no. grew up with a lot of privilege. No, think like I've been... I couldn't go-, go to Bali, but I have to go to Japan and stuff. No, so no, I don't mean it like that. But I mean, like, my mom just felt bad because my aunt was living in Japan at the time. Okay. She was like, your aunt lives there. So I'd feel better if you went somewhere that we knew somebody. Did you Did you stay with your aunt? I did, but I didn't care. Were you wild? I don't care. I'm like, going I just the, did my thing, you know, yeah. she was doing was, there her, wasn't a curfew her, her, she wanted there to be a curfew, but I was like, there's no curfew, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but it's, that's not how it's going to work. Um, so yeah, I just went to Japan with no plan. Don't speak Japanese. My phone wasn't working there, which was great. You know, I was really bummed out, but you're unplugged, which is awesome. Yeah. 
I think I needed that. I just did not speak Japanese. That was the only problem. And people do not speak English there. Wow. Did you meet any people? Or like, did you make did. friends? Or did... how did you make friends and go out? And So the thing is with Japan, I feel like they had an area called Roppongi, which is like the American area. So mm-hmm. a lot of international people go there because there's like clubs and you know bars and everything's in english and yeah. so it's easier to communicate so if you go there you meet a lot of people so i would just like hang out with a different group of exchange students or whoever is visiting and stuff so how would you just go on the street and be like hey you guys look foreign let's be friends um yeah we'll just start up a conversation you know the, the, they're they're drunk you know most of the time it's okay. dark no one cares so it's just easy to get in into it into a social scene yeah with them. yeah yeah <laughs> Rapungi. People. Nope, not a lot of black people though. So did you, you definitely. Get, did you, Beyonce, Beyonce, did you take, take pictures? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Beyonce, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> they take pictures of you and stuff like. Not really, no. It was mostly the guys, the men that were like really weird about seeing a black woman, you know. Were they into it? It's very rare, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the the people, the, the black people that I've met there were like refugees. So I got mistaken for refugees as well when okay. I was in Japan. God forbid that happens. I know. <laughs> God, <laughs> no, no. You're like, no, I'm privileged. Oh. I was going to go to Bali, but what yeah, happened can was... Can edit this part out? We are not. Okay. <laughs> no, know. you are so annoying. I don't mean it that way. I now know. I sound like a bitch. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, now I'm gonna be so self-conscious. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, you no, obviously no, don't I, mean I, that, Yusra. No, no, that's not. You know me. I know you don't. don't know me. That's not what I mean. You don't know me. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Calm down, Yusra. It's chill. Just drink some mango juice. Count to ten. Okay. Let's get back in this. So where we left off is. So where are these African refugees from? I didn't know Japan took in refugees. Um, Nigeria. So are they refugees or just like students? Because I don't hear about people like immigrating in Japan. Actually, wait, let me take that back. They were not refugees. My bad. Yeah, yeah, they weren't refugees. No, they were not refugees. A lot of them that I've met were actually students. Um, I think like on a sports scholarship, maybe, because they okay. were like athletes too. Okay. Like playing soccer for a Japanese team or whatever, or they're like some affiliated to some embassy. Okay. But yeah, it was very rare to find another black person that just lived there. So, I did find another Sudanese family though. A whole family? A whole Were they like into they wear kimonos and like and integrated? The kids were like, I'm like, whoa, you no. know, they're like these kids like speaking speaking fluent Japanese. It was really fun. It was it was cool. So they were speaking fluent Japanese and there was two like how long were they living like born and raised in Japan probably, right? Integrated yeah, in the culture. Yeah, born and raised. Like my cousin was actually born in Japan. So she's like Arigato her. and like well, yeah, she left before she could get to that point. But if she stayed long enough, definitely. But my other cousin, the little one, yeah, he picked up, he picked up some words. Wow. Because he was he went to like pre K there or something like that. I yeah. don't know. You always wonder like if you were raised in like another country like that, like how you turn out like like a foreign country. Yeah, like if you're raised in Tokyo as a Sudanese, like how yeah. would you even like identify yourself? Like how would be a relationship with your own race? Because there's no black people, so you're kind of isolated. You know, I kind of felt like, because when I was in Scotland, in Saudi Arabia, there wasn't a lot of black people where I in was. In Saudi Arabia, there's a lot of black people. But I wasn't really around, because I went to international school. There weren't okay. many um, Sudanese people, actually. I didn't have a lot of Sudanese friends growing up. Wow. Um, but a lot of the, the people that I was in school with, they were mostly Arabs. So I just kind of stood out as the only... Black person. Yeah, black person. Um, so it's kind of nice being here and just being around... A lot of black people. Chocolate City. Not anymore. It's like less and less. Right. It's Ovaltine a little bit. 
It's getting diluted. Mocha, but caramel. <laughs> caramel city. Caramel. Do you say car- caramel or caramel? Car. Oh, I say caramel. Caramel. Yeah, but in the south they say caramel. 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 I lived in the south. Where in the south? In Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Were you working there? No. Just living uh, there. Just living there. So this is when my parents like forced me to like leave Qatar and come here. Cause you were like exiled here. I was like exiled here. I was like, I don't want to go to America. It's ghetto. <laughs> really? So why did you have to leave Qatar? So um, yeah, my parents like moved here like six years ago. They just like were over Qatar. They're like, where do we go next? I guess that's what they do. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's the next place. <laughs> Where's the next move? And they're like, oh, let's go to America. I guess things just worked out where they would just like move here. But then um, I was completely adamant on like not coming ever. Because like I I haven't been, I've only been to America once since like before coming here. I've only yeah. visited once. And I was like, this seems like a great place. I just don't see myself living here. Like to me, America was kind of like, I would visit, you know, spend some time here, have a good time and like come back. But I just didn't see myself what what about it repelled you from wanting to live here full time? Oh, America. That's, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Yeah, I just feel like it's there's a lot of contradictions, you know. Like there's a lot of great things. I don't want this to be like an American bashing session for yeah. any, you know. But I just felt like the the culture here is very individualistic, you know. Um, people are very work obsessed. There's just not enough time for them to really appreciate life. Everything is commercialized. Like, there's just some odd things. Like, when I first saw that they advertise medicines, like pharmaceuticals, that was so bizarre. On TV, like Cialis. Yeah, I was like, what in the world is this? Um, Just weird. Like, police beating up people. Like, that was weird. Because, like, the police in Qatar is not like that, you know? They're chill. Really? Yeah, like. Hey, do they have guns? Do they hold guns and stuff like that? I, I uh, probably, but like that's the last thing they would do. Like I wouldn't even think about like I'm. That's why I'm so confident around police here. I feel <laughs> like that, just, that needs to stop. Not, now. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but they're not scary at all. Um, the healthcare system also weird. So, bizarre, just, but I'm gonna ask you, okay, as a black woman. Do you feel more comfortable in the Middle East or in Washington, D.C.? Okay, listen. <laughs> so it really depends what country in the Middle East. because okay, Let's say Saudi Arabia because you've lived there. It was most of your life with Saudi, right? It depends what I'm wearing. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, because you get a lot of respect sometimes based on what you're wearing. So if I am a woman and I wear like a hijab, I'm not saying that necessarily, you know, is always the case, but... You get, I get treated differently, and I've noticed this depending on where I'm going. Okay, give me an example of that. Do you want me to use like a, a country or? Yeah, like use two countries, compare, contrast, make a Venn diagram. Okay, so I remember in Qatar, one time I got into a car accident, so I have to go to the traffic motor department. Okay, that's what it's the called. The Qatari DMV. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So to report the accident, whatever. And the lady, I was, I'm, I'm not a hijabi, so I don't wear a headscarf. So, you know, I had to stand in line to report. And it was a Qatari woman. And she was just so angry. <laughs> just when she was talking, she was just mad, you know, and I guess maybe because she hates her job. Um, so she was yelling at me. And then the minute she saw my ID and my idea of wearing a hijab because mm-hmm. it was like it's a picture that I took for my Sudanese passport because you know as a woman in Sudan you have to wear a hijab for official passport photos yeah otherwise yeah. they will refuse to take it so 
had no choice. So it's like the one <laughs> picture I use for all my official documents. Uh, and then she looked at it, and then when she saw her face changed, she like smiled. She's like, oh, you're Sudanese. She's like, mashallah. She's like, why didn't you tell me? And mm-hmm. she was like, like the hijab. And she was like completely different like towards me. Um, I was like, who is this person? Are you the same bitch? <laughs> Wait, so you're supposed to tell people. So is there like a racial hierarchy in the Middle East of like who they like and who they don't? Oh, like? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it depends. Like say um, if you're getting into like you want to apply for a job. Yeah. So the hierarchy is always a Qatari. Like, or Khaliji, you know. It's a priority. It's a priority, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's the whole So is this like an thing. official, like, law, or is it just like kind of like informal, like the hiring managers know this, but it's not in paper? Well, everybody knows about the Qatarization thing. Like, they don't hide that, hide the fact that, so, as a Qataris, and then you get like the foreigners, like the people with like white passports, like people with British okay. passports, American passports, you know. Okay. And then Arabs. And then South Asians and then like Africans. Okay. So that's kind of how it goes. Do they consider Sudanese people African or Arab in, in that in that process? Um, Arab. In the for the hiring process. But within the Arabs there's also hierarchy of Arabs. <laughs> of course, yeah, there's levels to everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You break you could break down all so of this. We're, yeah, we might be on the Arab level, but in the Arab lower pole. tier bottom. Yes, yes, we're at the bottom of the Arab thing. pyramid. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're right before the what's the next after Arabs? You said South Asians. South Asians. So like Sudanese people, South Asians, and then African, and then Af- Africa. So when you say Africans, you're talking about like Central West Africans. Yeah, like non-Arabic speaking Africans, I would say non-Arab country African. You know. Okay. Like Kenya. Okay. There's a lot of Kenyans in Qatar. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. That's cool. So yeah. they're they're the last priority for jobs. Yeah, I don't want to say Kenyans in general, but Africans. Like, yeah, they usually have jobs like non-Arab adjacent Africans. Yes, this is so complicated. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to say something problematic at some point, and someone's going to call me out for it and cancel me, even though there's nothing to cancel because I'm not even like, <laughs> famous. <laughs> I'm really nobody. So, what you going to do? Can't, yeah, you can't. I have <laughs> yeah, nothing to lose. Gonna, you, you can't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you're just talking about your experience. Yeah, so, like, this is a this view is my observation. You know, as a you know, I am a sociologist. Yeah. Um, I did study sociology, so like... You have merit when you're talking about those. Sorry, what? You have merit when you're talking about those. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, this this is a cultural immersion experience. I feel it. I lived it. So, <laughs> that's the, the hierarchy. So, um, as, a, as a black person, when you wear the hijab, you get treated better. Yes. Um, when you don't wear the hijab, you get disrespected fr- at the DMV a little bit. A, fr- a friend of mine, aggression. actually, um, she's Senegalese, and she was telling me when she went to Jordan... She had like a really shitty experience with the locals there. Yeah. Um, just they were racist. But then she was like one day she was having a bad hair day. She needed to get her hair done, like her braids, and she couldn't find somebody. So she just wore a hijab. And I'm telling you, she's like, when I was walking down the street, people like lowered their gaze. No one said anything <laughs> bad to me. They would make space for her to walk by. It's like, please let the sister Ukhti move, you know? It's like <laughs> uh, I, it's yeah the, the black muslim experience is a whole other thing i i experienced this firsthand in uh lebanon lebanon's a great country by the way mm-hmm. um to visit what they, were you doing just vacationing they tourism? have great food um yeah i was just vacationing my best friend was living there at the time she was um in college there mm-hmm. so i was like visiting her Did you go to the american university of beirut or something the lebanese american university okay yeah shout out to lau <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so I was visiting her and every time I go, 
I get either mistaken for a maid or a prostitute just simply for being a black woman. Wow. Yeah. Even like when I'm going out with my friends, um, I'm like obviously the only black one. Mm-hmm. I had to get more black friends. Yeah. So your friend isn't black. Okay. <laughs> She's not black. No, no. God, no. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, um, she's not, but they would think like I'm the help, you know, like they're bringing you along. They're like, yeah, yeah, clean up after yeah, them or something. like, or carrying their bags when they're done shopping. So like, if, if we do go out to the mall or something, do people actually stores. do that? Oh yeah. So yeah. So they bring their maids to like the mall so they can carry their bags. Oh my them? God. Yes. And oh my God. Yes. I, I, f- I feel like I, I, these things don't happen outside of the middle East. Like I'm so normalized yeah. to it. Um, Yeah. Life do is they so fan them as there. well and like so that's when, when you call me bougie i'm like no honey i yeah. am so- <laughs> i mean that one bali comment you were like that was a bougie thing you said i'll give you that what did i say well you said it, you were like oh man i couldn't go to bali i had to go to tokyo instead oh man well i, I graduated from college okay I, that was your four, gift that, yeah four years of hell that i endured where'd you go to college i went to college like with school or what country uh both Oh, I went to Carnegie Mellon, but the camp, the Qatar campus. The Carnegie, Carnegie. Carnegie, is, yeah. it, is that how I said it? Uh, is Carnegie? it pro- I think it's car- pronounced Carnegie. 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 I don't know. I don't even. I didn't go there. You, you tell me how it's pronounced. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I've, I didn't go to the home campus ever. So like. oh, wait. So the Qatar campus is. So how does that work? So the home campus is in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, but then they have an away the satellite campus in Qatar. They have like six satellite campuses in Qatar. They have Georgetown. They have Texas A&M. Georgetown has a has a yes. Camp- so you Doha. can go to Georgetown and, and you get a Georgetown degree in Doha. No, it doesn't say Doha. It's actually a Georgetown degree from DC. Oh, it's just that the campus like okay. So our professors were all from Pittsburgh. So like specifically, would, yes, they you had to be from, from Pennsylvania to teach at this university. No, you had to be a C- Carnegie Mellon Uni- professor. professor. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of them would be from the main campus and they would come like every couple of semesters teach there oh and then we used to have like a cultural exchange where the students would go like between Qatar and Pittsburgh yeah I was too scared to go You're, you had a thing with America you were like I do I not want to like, be yeah, here I was like there's nothing appealing about this country I do not want to go <laughs> you see what the cops do <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm good here you know like yeah. I never yeah like it, it just was not a thing <laughs> so it's kind of like mcdonald's but for universities i feel like it's like Basically, a franchise yeah so there's like a northwestern a vcu a vc they have a virginia they have commonwealth a VCU, university yes. so like i would have friends that would like go to richmond and it's funny because i met some friends here in dc just randomly and they told me they knew some of the same people my friends in qatar because they did the exchange, exchange. Thing. yeah so no it's pretty way. cool yeah but so is Qatar the only country in the Middle East that has all these universities, um, no, franchises? No, the UAE has NYU. No way. And they used okay. to have, I think they have George Mason. I don't know if they still do or they had it at some point, but there was. It's a very common thing. And also the, the American universities of like Cairo, Beirut. Yeah, those are historic. Those Dubai, are very old. Yeah. Yeah. AUS, Sharjah. I think the Lebanese one is the oldest one in the Middle East. AUB, yeah. 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 Wow. So you can go to... Well, I'll be. Well, I'll be. You can go to Georgetown in Qatar yeah. in the Middle East. Um, was there like such a high demand for that? Like, what what was the reason? Is it because a lot of Qatari students would come here and they're like, oh no, we want them to stay close to home and then well, you know how contribute like, to the country. Middle and like Eastern, that. yeah, Arab and Muslim parents are like when it comes to going to college, they'd rather yeah. just have you stay at home. So it was kind of like that, especially for women. It was harder for them to convince their families that they want to study abroad. So. 
I feel like this is a PR thing for yes. our foundation. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> what Sheikha Moza did is, you know, she gave oh, women God. the opportunity. Like, no, no, no. But basically, <laughs> fucking, why, why, why? Yeah, this is too, too much. <laughs> so she gave women the opportunity to, stu- yeah, to no. live and study at home. <laughs> to live and study at home, basically. Yeah, she kind of ruined it for us because, you know, yeah. my parents were like, hell yeah, you're staying here. So like, what about my, what about my hoe phase? I'm supposed to have a hoe phase you know, for four oh, years. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the hoe phase needs to start early because when my parents gave me so much hope that I could go study anywhere for college. Did you know that I applied to like 25 universities? Were they all in the U.S. or just international? They were international everywhere. Like I applied to Australia, Singapore, Ireland, Paris, like everywhere. They're just like wherever you go and get accepted. We'll pay for you. It's a good program. If it's a good program. They're all about the learning experience. If it's a renowned program. Were they okay with you with sociology though? So the sociology thing was just an additional. My major was information systems. Okay, so that was the that was that was yeah, they 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 felt better about that. That was not my passion, just to set the record. We're all in the same I did did not want to do that, but I did it. But sorry, what was I talking about? I got sidetracked. You applied to 25 universities. 25 universities everywhere. And then the minute I got accepted into QF, they're like, Qatar Foundation. They're yeah. like, you're not going anywhere. So I, just, and then even then, when I got, I got accepted into like uh, Georgetown and Northwestern. Through Qatar Foundation. Yeah. Oh, so when you say QF, QF is like, like the parent company of all these It's not franchises. a company. No, no, no. This or is what is non-profit. it? Okay. This it's is enough. a 501c. Five, five <laughs> they're not making money okay <laughs> they're not making money no but seriously it's it's um sorry <laughs> you're so funny <laughs> so, so you got into Cutlet foundation you got into yes um, foundation. Carnegie, it's an organized non-profit organization okay and then it's the umbrella where you have all these six universities in carnegie mellon georgetown they're all like under that okay um, yeah, so I wanted to go either Northwestern or Georgetown, and obviously like, my What am dad, I going to pick, Burger King or McDonald's? <laughs> and I was like, wait, do you want to be a failure for the rest of your life? <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> He's like... So he said that you have to go to Carnegie. Is that like... He's like, why do you want to be a journalist? You, you just want to work in a war zone now? I'm like, that's not the... Like, like we <laughs> left a war zone. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why do you want to study politics? You're Sudanese. No one's going to take you seriously. <laughs> Politics-wise, you know? It's just like, this This is the only path. But um, so, yeah, they're like, you, you, you're you going to be here in Qatar. Yeah. Until you graduate. So you, you lived in, at home with your mom and dad. You ate the kisra and every day. Yeah, I lived 15 minutes away from my parents. Because the deal was, if I'm going to live in Qatar, I'm going to live in the dorms. Did that work out? Did they actually... It did work out, did they, yeah. Oh, yeah. deliver their end of the bargain? Yeah. Okay. It does work. Coerce. Okay, so you lived in the dorms. And the dorms, wild. Oh, were they, did you guys have like wild like pillow fights and like... Hell no, this is Qatar. <laughs> are there fraternities in Qatar? Like, no. Could you pledge? No, but I was um, so excited when I found out that there were like sororities and fraternities at GW and I just wanted to learn. Because I saw this stuff in movies, you know? Like, like American Pie. The House Bunny and all those kind kind yeah. of movies you know yeah um legally blonde yeah that sisterhood did you pledge to something no i did not i just wanted to learn about it it seemed really crazy like a cult it, it was, is a cult it was weird but i was just fascinated yeah <laughs> it's crazy apparently i was talking to my friend and she was saying some at stanford they have some uh sororities that you have to swallow like a goldfish a live goldfish to join isn't that called like hazing or something that's hazing right? yeah that's called yeah. bullying <laughs> 
that's called initiation <laughs> another word for it um yeah they do weird things like that and that's the cultish part where it's like oh you gotta you gotta make out with every person in the room like you know stuff like that that's and, cool no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you're like which which shorty is this one yeah i just want to know I so i can Jalika. shame them <laughs> delta slut ho no <laughs> delta capify <laughs> And there's like historically black ones and there's like oh, yeah, the whole yeah. culture. I never got it. I feel they're yeah. too organized for me. I don't like organized things. I don't like organized like um, events. I don't even, I'm not even on like a part of any club. Like I'm not a part it's of It's too much structure for you. You weren't part structure. of any club like the MSA or something. I was never part of the MSA. MSA I went scares to like, me. I feel like there's nothing Muslim about the MSA. It's just a bunch of drama. <laughs> yes. Especially as a black Muslim, like sometimes I don't even feel comfortable there. I'm like, there's nobody who looks like me here. Is it all Desis? It's mostly like Desi and Arab. Yeah. And then like the control or like the leadership will be either Desi or Arab. And they, just, they usually rotate like one year it's Arab, one year it's Desi, like a monarchy. Is there like any black representation? Like There's black... like always a token like black Sudani who's like really into the Dean. Um, uh, we had a couple of those, what do you but call they were those? always, we have Awads. Awads? Is that called, they're called the Awads? Yeah, I'm gonna call them Awads. Awads okay. is like a Sudanese, very popular Sudanese name. Yeah. Like they're just super into it. And then they're also kind of anti-black a little bit, you know, self-hatred. I'm, I'm Arab. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm an Arab Muslim and they look like, they're literally like blacker than me. Yeah. Like I'm like, if we're, if we're getting pulled over, you're getting pulled over first and then I'm getting pulled over. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get, you're getting a check. They're taking you out of the car, man. So he's a dark skin. Yeah, so like there's a lot of that anti blackness. Yeah. And, like, and like I hate it when like Sudanese people will be like, um, talk about like some distant great great grandmother who's like Turkish. Turkish. It's always uh, a Turkish it's grandma. Always a Turkish. It's always and, Turkish. And it's, it's like, <laughs> listen, there's nothing wrong. I love Turkish people. There's nothing wrong with having an ancestor who's from a different place. And I'm sure it's true. Like, yeah, but, it makes sense. But the reason they say it is a problem. That's yeah. where it's like they it's, take pride in it. It's anti blackness. Yes. It's disassociating from black culture. I'm like, okay, you're, it's like saying you're one sixteenth Cherokee. And, yeah. you know, and then you tell them to take a DNA test and they get all nervous. I'm like, okay, whoa. Like, you were so confident. <laughs> For your 20 years of your life preaching this information to are you scared yeah it's pretty gross honestly i was in sudan all of last year um because of covid you got stuck because the airport closed right? yeah it got i got stuck right when they like i got there end of february they closed the airport like early next, May, next day next early day. march yeah is you sitting here Shut i hated down. my life <laughs> <laughs> It was it was traumatizing. <laughs> so did you consider like driving to like a neighboring country where the airport was open? Like, oh, I did, I did. I was thinking honestly about getting smuggled into either Egypt or Ethiopia. I was gonna say, because like yeah. I need to cross the border to get to out of out of here because like the the airport was closed. And then when they finally opened the airport, I got COVID. <laughs> so you couldn't travel. I couldn't travel. I had to wait for another month, and then I finally made it out to Egypt. Okay. Yeah. Why were you there in the first place? Where in Sudan? You just visiting family. Uh, no, um, I had to like, cause my mom was really sick and she wanted to go to Sudan before she passed away. So it was kind of like her farewell. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it was just like really crazy cause everything that happened was so fast. I was there 10 days later, she passed away. And then like three days later, they closed the airport. And it was just like, everything just happened so quickly. It's a lot of trauma in like a small amount of time. Yeah. And then COVID was like all this uncertainty. And in Sudan with no AC, you know how hard that is you had to no process AC? all of that with no AC. <laughs> <laughs> Little Miss Bali ain't got no AC. Oh, no, no. I know it's tragic, right? How yeah. could I ever survive? So how did you, um, did you have one of those swamp coolers, they call them? The, the, the big. The pump. Yeah. You have the pump setting and then you turn on the AC. It wasn't even that. Air. It was like there was no electricity in the country. Like they had what? to ration the, the electricity every day. So like they would alternate between cutting it off in the morning and at night. So if it was cut off during the morning, the next day it'd be cut 
cutting off during the night. So I had to plan my sleep around that because some days <laughs> I would wake up and they'd cut it in the mor- like early morning, like around 4, 5 a.m. And I would wake up in like a puddle of sweat because it's so hot, you know? Yeah. It's just so hectic. Like, and, and even if you have a generator so you can turn it on, there's no like fuel to to start so the there generator. were fuel shortages there in the was country. a fuel shortage yeah and then my aunt actually got robbed no way <laughs> her house like yeah she had this like generator thing they took the generator no they didn't thank god they didn't take the generator but they <laughs> took the fuel oh and the fuel was like in barrels and she gets it from like through her job because she works in a hospital and they have to give fuel to the hospital workers yeah yeah and so she she gets it from there but basically they like someone br- came in with like an industrial size what did they call like a pump like to break the lock it's because like it was a huge oh, like the, ju- lock. the clamp or i don't know yeah, how to, what they're yeah, called something yeah. like that and and they had to bring a car because it was like big huge barrels next thing you know in the shears morning, that's what they're called shear yes yeah. yes i'm not bob the builder so yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know you can tell you're I'm not a woman, bob right? i can tell you watched american tv you're like yeah bob the builder references wait Blues, bob Clues. the builder is american his name is bob i thought bob was british British. Maybe there's a British version of him. I could have sworn he was British because that was like my first introduction to Bob. Bob was an American dude from like Kentucky. <gasps> what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he ran a whole contracting company. That's Bob. And he he would talk to his uh he to his device to his uh, machinery. He would talk to his like his bulldozer, his plow, his cement mixer, and they all helped him. He had no he hired nobody. He was very efficient. He was a sole proprietor. Wait, is this real? Are you just making this? No, up? I'm, this go? is Bob the Builder. Like, <laughs> did you real. did you finish all the seasons? No, like I just I, I didn't keep track of. It. You didn't finish the it season. Like you didn't priority. watch him. No, yeah. like I watched Bob the Builder, but just not sporadically. Yeah, but so no. it was just on. It yeah, was, it whenever to be it was there. on. Yeah, it was in one of those. It was a Hey Arnold or like Hey Arnold was amazing. It was That's good. one of my favorites. Yeah, or Recess. I, I kind of feel like Hey Arnold moved living in DC now because it's like I've never lived in like a city like this, so it's like I have a diverse group of friends we're out on the streets wait what kind of friends we take you the have? bus i grew up in a very suburban neighborhood so white friends white friends a lot of white friends white friends no sudanese people in how the did vicinity. you feel about that okay so I, I, while i was in that situation i felt bad because i didn't know what it was like i was like oh it'd be great to have because i saw my friends so you wanted sudanese <laughs> friends yeah because i saw my friends they all had communities around them and they do things like events in their communities and they all know each other and their parents were all cool so it's like oh, i wonder how that would be if like I had a bunch of Sudanese people in my, and you know, we were in this community and I learned about my culture and we could speak Arabic and understand each other in public. Yeah. Little did I know <laughs> that the, the drama in the Sudanese communities is out of control. Oh yeah. So it probably would have been a more negative experience, but I romanticized it in my head. How you did your parents feel? Like did they have Sudanese friends? So, Cause sometimes I feel like the only reason I would want to be like for my parents' sanity, not Sudanese <laughs> people. Like, so my, my parents actually had, about? my parents had, fr- had like mostly non-Sudanese friends. Like, really? Like uh, my mom had, had like like American, yeah, like my mom had American friends. My mom had like a very diverse group of friends. Like white women. White women. She had um Muslim, like South Asian, Arab, okay, like Egyptian, um, like just a very wide net of people. So I would I got a lot of exposure to different like cultures through that. Yeah, and they would come over and they'd like cook, and then my mom would like invite them, and we shared like she'd swap dishes and like yeah. I'd try different foods. 
Chinese friends as well. My dad had like a lot of white friends because of his job. Yeah, it was very normal. And they didn't, my mom, I think, felt more so like she wanted Sudanese friends. Yeah. And stuff like that. So she'd go to like to Boston, which is like the big city. There's and more There's Sudanese a community. Yeah, there's there. a community in Boston. Okay. Shout out to the Sudanese in Boston. They're probably listening. Was I it dramatic? Have... I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I would hear drama. stories of like fights that would happen at like the community center. It's like, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> this is why I love like being here without my family. Because like the only reason I would have a connection to Sudanese people, honestly, is through my parents parents and since they're not here i don't know sudanese people like that like i learned you yeah and if select few do you have to vet sudanese oh you, all the you let time them in the circle? There, there's a vetting process they don't know it's <laughs> happening but you know kind of like mind. me yeah, with the podcast the, yeah, yeah right now oh is that what happened yeah. you're vetting me no I, I vet everybody who could potentially be on it without them knowing wait really yeah so like if I meet you and you 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 are like an applicant or like a candidate uh -huh. for, for the show, I'll tell you. But you won't know that I'm gauging you. It's weird. It's like natural though. I don't go out of my way to do it. But like if I meet somebody like, oh, you're you're a good character. You have a lot of things to say. Why don't you? Uh, what are you doing tomorrow at six? So yeah. only recently. Wow. Only. <laughs> no, no, no. You've always been a candidate, Yusra. I just didn't have time. I think you need to tell people the timeline of when we first had this conversation. It's, it's been three months. Yusra's earned the spot. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I'm nervous. This no, is a big deal. I feel like I'm messing up. No, you. This is amazing. Do we need to do this again? Never. Well, we'll do it again, but we not, will. I'm, not da I'm down. Not because. <laughs> you know, I do have a podcast, right? You do. I do. I just haven't really i recorded things i just haven't released anything because what do you record yeah the circumstances at the moment just we you know didn't really it wasn't yeah. feasible but um it was it's just talks about my experiences as a black arab-speaking muslim woman in america like the intersections like the everyday experience like i just feel like the every day i'm i'm, I'm faced with something that tries to compartment is that a word compartmentalize compartmentalize yeah. yeah you know in a box and mm -hmm. it's like <clears throat> i feel like there's so many layers that people just don't understand like you can be more than one thing and like yeah. the middle part of the venn diagram basically yeah do you ever realize like when you're hanging with like a majority of arab people and then sometimes like when they'll like you they'll try to say that you're arab as a compliment to like include you in the arabness like we like you you're one of us you're one of us but then yeah. when they don't like you then they'll be like they'll like oh you don't get to be arab today of so course. it's a punishment like like we're like begging to be a part of this like i lived identity. in the middle east so, like th this was very normal like one day you know they keep oscillating back and forth are yeah. you arab or are you african it depends on how you if, how if you get to you. if you get invited to the pool party you're the arab <laughs> you know what are you doing for us you <laughs> What are you offering this? That's why I say racism in the Middle East is very different than I don't know about racism. You ever here. get called the A word? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time, yeah. all the time. A lot. We got to explain to the audience what that word is. The A word is. Do you want to go home? Yeah, yeah, I'll say it. Yeah. So the A word is basically abd, which means slave in Arabic, um, and it's referred to as black. It's referred to to describe black people um, in the Middle East, in North Africa. So it's like the equivalent of the of like saying the N word, pretty much. I feel like, yeah. But yeah, of course. I've that hurts that more than either. the N word. Honestly, if someone called me the N word, really, it does maybe because you weren't raised. Yeah, here. I wasn't raised here, so it really doesn't have that much significance to you personally, yeah. culturally. Culturally, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, and it's like... also the Arabic version specifically refers to like slave. Yeah, it's like, that has a hurts. Yeah, it's not just a black person. It's like you are property. Yeah, you know. So there's more of a connotation there and culturally too in the, in the Middle East. That's what I'm saying. It really depends on what country you're in. In, in Lebanon, I didn't call, get called the A word. but What I, did you get called? It was more kind of like, 
maid, like khadame. Oh. Yeah, or prostitute. So they, they just automatically assume, like, if I'm walking down the street, like, even the, the other maids would also assume. Oh, that really? Wanna, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it was just a common thing. Like, are you in the WhatsApp group? Let's get yeah. her in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> and it was mostly Ethiopian uh, maids that worked in Lebanon. Okay. So they would come talk to me in Amharic. Like, similar how they are in D.C. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They assume you're Ethiopian. Yeah. Ethiopian. I'm not Ethiopian. <laughs> how do you look like? You know, it's like just a generic conversation yeah. that we have. Um, so it's just, I have to explain that I am not a prostitute or, or a maid. Like, they were just Isn't that weird? Me. I got asked by one of them. She was like, are you the new one? I'm like, the new what? She's like, the maid, the new maid here. I'm like, I don't work here. <laughs> are you the new recruit? Or pro- Wait, so where, where was this where they asked you if you're the new one? Was this so, at someone's house? Or so like- I was at my friend's house, right? My, yeah. The best friend that I was telling you about. And her neighbors also are friends. So she, her, her, net, her maid or domestic worker. What's the right term to call Domestic worker. Domestic worker. A, yeah, yeah. That's a better word. I don't want to say nanny because she's a grown ass woman. But you know, in the Middle East, they say nanny. I'm like, they're 30 well, years old. Why are you still calling her your nanny? Just- is it nanny just somebody who watches children? Like so, specifically that role? Yeah, but then they grow up with them. Like some some of my oh, friends, yeah, they're, they're huge, 30 yeah. years old, but they have their nanny since they were like in first grade. So I'm like, you can't call her nanny anymore. She's- you got nanny issues, bro. Yeah, nanny. <laughs> they got nanny issues. You're attached to your nanny. So she was there, right? And then I was on the balcony. She comes out on the balcony. She looks me in the eye. She's like, oh, hey, are you the new one? Like the new domestic worker. And I had to like... Was this in Amharic? No, she was... This one was a Syrian, I think. She was like Syrian Turkish. Oh, so she was... Um, so she wasn't black. She wasn't even black, no. Okay. She was just like a, an Arab wow. lady working, domestic worker who thought I was... One of the... I was looking at what Maybe I was Maybe she was wearing. excited. I was like, is there anything? Um, not that there, there's a, that, a certain outfit that indicates that you're a domestic worker I think or it was whatever. a skin. You can't cover... You it's can't hide the skin. The, the skin. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you think if you were a domestic worker, would you be friends with her? Was she cool? Like, was it like, you could have been like buddies at work? Zainab? No, I would not be Her name was Zainab? Yeah. <laughs> you, had a, you have like a sitcom Zainab together. was canceled. She a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Zainab ruined like all my outfits. Yeah, I'm over her. Yeah. I was wearing my Carnegie Mellon sweater too. Like, oh, you were repping the university. I know. It says Carnegie Mellon, but she couldn't. She said Ivy League. I'm going to be nice. Yeah. We're actually not Ivy League. There's yeah. a certain cutoff. Ivy, Ivy adjacent, Ivy adjacent, maybe. Yeah, because apparently you have to be like certain years old, certain amount of oh, years old. Historic, consider, historically, okay. yeah. And Carnegie Mellon was like in 1900. Oh, that's yeah. too young. How's that too young? too young? Carnegie. Okay, so I know the Ivies like Princeton, Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth. Dartmouth is okay. Dartmouth, oh, yeah, yeah, New yeah. Hampshire, Ro- um, uh, Brown, Brown, uh, five. There's another one. MIT's not Ivy. Cornell. Cornell, six. Keep going, keep going. Columbia? Seven. Yeah, there, that's it. It's just seven universities. It's just seven. You're American. I don't even know. Why enough. don't you know this? I didn't do, I didn't do well in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to know that. Like, that wasn't in my sphere of information. <laughs> Did you take world history or American history in high school? There's American. You take two years of American um, as a requirement, and you take the rest. You don't even have to take history the rest. You just take two years. Or you can add it as, like, a, an elective. You can have, like, world history or something like that, if you want, I believe, yeah. as an elective. But... Um, nobody would take that as an elective because it's hard. You'd always take the easy ones, like which uh, is American history. Um, no, no, no. Other electives like international business or like you know, oh. like the easy ones where you know you don't have to do anything. American history was just like the Revolutionary War. You do it chronologically. You start the founding. Thank God America's not that old, right? So like they don't talk about um, Native Americans. No, it's all the white perspective. But the natives only the natives <laughs> through the white perspective. So you'll 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 just like. <laughs> 
So like only when they, they interacted with white people, yeah. when it was like some sort of like intersection of like making oh, a deal, making a deal, uh, Sacagawea. It's usually a good deal, yeah, and then yeah. we became friends. And then we turned on them and, and yeah. we tricked them and lied and, and broke the treaty. That's usually the history of Native American history. But know? now we we we're all friends and they have their reservations. And Not even there's still resentment. There's so much wrong that's been done. I think we should just give it. We need to give a lot of land back to we. Why am I saying we? No, you you're not. Part I'm not of a part this. of this. Yeah, no, honey. This no, is no, not no. Your this battle. isn't my problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't on my conscience. <laughs> this is the best part. I just get to watch. You know. Think about it. But Sacagawea <laughs> wouldn't have been famous if it wasn't for like Lewis and Clark. That's the only reason. Is the what? Lewis and you know who Lewis and Clark are? Yeah, and, like the, Sacagawea. The Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah. They just they. What's Sacagawea? Quote unquote. So she was like the. Wait, what is it? Who? Okay, let me explain. History time. Crisscross applesauce. It's a she. It's yeah, a she. So okay. she was a woman who had a child. Yeah. Um, she was the wife of a French merchant, and the French merchant literally just gave her away to Lewis and Clark. Was like, oh, she'll help you. She'll help guide you through the West because she knew like she a native? nature. Yeah, she was native, so she knew like the trails and like mm. how to get to like uh, the Pacific Ocean. So yeah, so she traveled with them, and she was known for being like a heroic woman, which she was. But the only reason we know of her is because she crossed paths with two white men who were Lewis and Clark. Mm. So we didn't know anybody beyond. So there's a lot of lost Native American history because their tradition is oral. Just okay. like in Sudan, Sudan. Um, it's the same. Like we have like an oral tradition, like history. For example, stories. we don't have family trees like in Sudan. You just your grandparents would tell you who your grand. You know, we have a Turkish grandma because someone told us. There's no like, <laughs> but if you go to, to like America, or, like if you go to a white family in like Europe or America, they have like a physical document. Uh, yeah, a lot records. of times, yeah, and it'll say like all the way back to like 1600s, sometimes 1500s of who their grandparents are. So for us, it's just an oral tradition. Not that either one is valid or not valid, but it's just different yeah you know? i prefer the written honestly i mean it does you could prove a lot more yeah. <laughs> there's a lot less room for error we're just making up stuff <laughs> at this point yeah. yeah what's your grandma's name <laughs> who cares where in turkey was she from <laughs> istanbul yeah yeah right <laughs> <laughs> or you could create it be like no she was from izmir or like uh what? Ankara. She's from Ankara. Ankara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ankara. yeah. That's She's all I know about Turkey. Oh, Budrum. Two. That's a new one too. Budrum. Have you been to Budrum? I haven't, but uh, like Instagram. I've been through Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Yannick. Made met. the funniest joke the other yeah, day. Yeah, those are all the places on Instagram. <laughs> shout out to Yannick, the comedian. If you're listening, he was like Bali, Tulum. Tulum. Those are just places that exist on Instagram. They're like <laughs> no, for real. Not even real. That's They're... where I get my inspiration yeah. from. I'm like, where do I want to go today? Like. <laughs> Nicholas, like, <laughs> do you search like it's the like different the cities? Same places. Where do you go? Are you only going to European cities? Why don't you go to African cities? You said that? I don't see enough people going to African cities. Like, I want to live through people's pictures. You know. So that's because your algorithm, timeline, your algorithm messed up. My the people that I follow, they like Greece and Turkey for some reason. Yeah, because well, LA. you talked about having friends and you know who live in racist places. Yeah. So Arab friends. Yeah. So obviously you're only going to see like, you know, light skin. My friends are great world. though, you know, of course. Yeah. 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 They're amazing. <laughs> I'm sure. Does it sound sincere? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sure they're great. I'm yeah, sure they're great. Yeah. No. Um, no, no, it's like, it's just like a cultural issues. Individuals are individuals at the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I'm very understanding. So if if someone genuinely wants to learn, I'll break it down for them, you know. Of like Sudanese culture, like African uh, black yeah. experiences. It's more so explaining to them kind of things like why blackface is problematic, you know. Wow. 
That's common in the Middle East. <laughs> That's very common. To this day. To today. this day. And Thing they're always is, pretending to be Sudanese. Sorry? They're always like mimicking Sudanese people. It's always, it's always like, the Sudanese. Because I feel like because we're the only, not the only, but um, one of the few Arab, black Arab speaking people. I had a bad experience with bananas one time. What happened? I just ate a banana. I ate a banana and I think it just didn't sit well with me. I was just like vomiting and like I could just like that's the last thing I tasted. It was like so you're banana forever vomit. scarred. Yeah. You're so when I get a whiff chance? of bananas, that experience comes back. I'm like so any banana, just bananas or like banana pudding, like banana anything. We we're just taking a break. It take, but I recover because that happened. You that happened with me with spinach. These are all very healthy foods. I had a spinach pie have one a time. With. Okay. And it didn't digest well. For that yes, yes. Yeah. This is in Saudi, you know, one yeah. of those um, bakeries. You know those. Yeah, I love those, the triangle the, spinach pies. Are yes, amazing. yes. Like the holes in the wall. You go get. I had one. Um, I was throwing up all afternoon. And this was like fourth, fifth grade. So how long is this banana break going to be? Like ten years? Only recently did I start eating banana. I mean spinach. <laughs> so you're really going to stop eating bananas for ten years? You're going to have a potassium deficiency. That's fine. I can get it other ways, right? <laughs> I don't, like, did you learn that from um, Honey I Shrunk the Kids? The pota- no, I just I just know things about nutri- nutritional foods. Are you into that? No, I just have a lot of information about like food. Well, you have to know if you want to like have like a balanced diet. Like you got it. You're you're into cooking, right? So, so you, you should- so you make it a mission to have a balanced diet no but i keep in mind like if i'm eating a banana I'm like okay i got like potassium for the day you know oh wow that's you know? very wow you're aware blueberries <laughs> like you got your copper your zinc and blueberries yes yeah, strawberries like are high a very responsible C. way of eating like you should be eating consciously food is medicine hashtag food is medicine yeah i just think it's good i'll eat it and whatever's in it like that that's that's it that's, so if it tastes good it's, it's that's it that's, that's, that's like if it's good. good for me i'll eat it. i just don't wouldn't think that about what, what's in it that's good for me. So if I have grapes all day, I'm okay with that because I'm like, I know they're still healthy. Yeah. You, <laughs> Even I mean, though it's not balanced, you know? <laughs> a lot of sugar in grapes. You know, a lot of our fruits have what's been... What's your point? <laughs> I just said they're not... They're I don't like, understand. That's like the candy of fruit. <laughs> but, okay, but it's still a fruit. Like, do you want me to not eat? So here's the, here's a little fun fact. Yeah. So the fruit we have today has been genetically engineered to be sweeter in taste because of customers. People want... Sweeter. sweeter they want sweeter they want more sugar especially in america so if you have like a banana from like 10 years ago not even 10 let's say like 50 years ago mm-hmm. it tasted completely different they used to have seeds in the bananas do you remember yeah. when there were seeds in the bananas and now you never find seeds because they bred it out you know i kind of prefer things like grapes that are with seeds like i feel like it's more natural you like the crunch though i don't like the i don't texture. like the crunch but i'll take it out oh, but that's a process i know but i just feel like it's not natural I, I... a lot of things aren't natural i know we do them anyway it's just the little things, you know, so I can feel like I'm making a difference. I feel like those seeds in the grape ruin the experience. Like you're having an amazing. Because when you get a crunchy grape Ugh. and you're crunching it. And then some of them have extra seeds. It's like, are these like the bones? Are they like grape bones? Yeah. Am I eating through a live grape? grape? Bones. <laughs> <laughs> munch, munch, munch. It's a whole experience. Yeah. Grapes. Grapes are okay. You like green grapes or red grapes? Green grapes. The definitely. Yeah. Green grapes. I don't like the sweet ones. I like it slightly sour, super crunchy. Like for me, grapes <laughs> with are, extra oh, seeds in them. Oh, no, no seeds, no seeds. What do you mean crunchy then? Like the crunchy seeds. Like you know when is no, not sorry. Like sun. Uh, you got me thinking about crunchy grapes. I can't even think right. I'm so excited. <laughs> I actually had some right before I came. I, I bought some fresh grapes this morning. Whoa. Yeah, I crunchy. love. So I you love like it, crunchy. I think you mean like like crisp on the outside, where it has that like al dente bite. Okay, sorry, I'm not American. Okay, like I don't speak. <laughs> 
No, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. has a bite yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know what's? Uh, did you hear about the cotton candy grapes? They have? Yes, I was just gonna ask you. Did you have try those? I've never. I've those seen are really them at Aldi's good. all the time. And they they do, do taste like cotton candy. Like legit. Like, like you don't taste like grapes at all. Candy. No cotton candy. But they're good. They're good. So you, when you have it, don't expect a grape. Like expect cotton, cotton candy. candy. A co- crisp cotton candy. <laughs> that's what Juicy I mean by the. Crisp cotton candy. That's what I mean by the genetic engineering fruit? of fruit. Yeah. Like what? That's like, scary. I got them once because I was scared. <laughs> you were I don't scared of the like grapes. anything that's abnormal, like against nature. It scares yeah. me. Like n- even when I buy uh, meat. I'm very selective. It has you to get be Angus. free range, organic, grass fed, no hormones. No, like I don't. I want. I want none of that bad stuff. Yeah, you know. That's so you're eating consciously too. You're eating consciously. Yeah, yeah. With meat, yeah, for sure. Yeah, meat especially. You got to be careful. It's yeah. a live animal. I'm, I'm like a part time vegetarian, so like or vegan, no vegetarian. I think it's like I a like flexitarian. Cheese. Flexitarian. So like I do eat meat. I just limit how much meat I eat because I feel if I mix too much different types of meats. I'm I'm just gonna like pump my body with hormones so do you ever like eat a dish that has like chicken steak no venison I don't bison? Do that. that's a little like too carnivorous i can't i can't do surf and turf even yeah. i just feel like it's not right and if i pick a meat like for that day say if i have like chicken for that day i'm gonna stick with it the whole day I so won't. oh you don't do meat for like lunch for, or some dinner like, or something. yeah okay. no and I can't have chicken and eggs in a sandwich. I just oh, feel like it's That's weird. the mom and the baby. Yeah. It's like the I'm mom like, and the baby. Bitch, you're already doing too much now. Like, you cannot. <laughs> you want the whole ancestry lineage? Yes. It just makes me feel weird. Yeah, that is. I never thought homicide. of it. What if you think yeah. about fried chicken is they use egg batter. I didn't think about that. I just yeah. feel like that. No, because I don't see it, you know. <laughs> I turn a blind eye. <laughs> That's how they get it so crisp, like the grapes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But see, in Sudan, I don't feel bad about eating meat in Sudan. Like, I feel worse about eating meat in Sudan because it's such no a luxury. Limit. Oh, oh, you look at, oh, no, I look at like in terms of health. I'm like, talking about like socioeconomics uh, of the country, yeah. I, I don't think that, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. No, it's really bad the situation there. Like when I was, um, um, the lines to get bread and gas, it was yeah. insane. Was this after the, the revolution? I think things got worse after the revolution i get people were really excited in Medinia. yeah yeah you know they think that's like Do you think overall it got like, worse or it's like it's it, it got worse for the period of time you were there but then now it's like economically okay. it's the worst it's ever been wow. like when i was there since march and i came um when i left i think like the inflation was about 80 percent in the span of like nine months like the, wow. the rate just but you had going. dollars so you were balling I had do- listen i was balling like yeah. five dollars what will that get you <laughs> a during- lot so like you could go you could have let's say uh we're talking about food right so full you could have a full course meal at a restaurant for how much like a nice restaurant yeah like let's say ozone. like one of those syrian restaurants everyone goes to i was thinking ozone because it's like <clears throat> ozone's a- not a rest like a cafe you don't think but it's expensive it is, but it's still For like people there. okay. Like, Let's yeah. say ozone. Okay, you go to or ozone. like a like a nice. Um, I'm thinking like a dinner though, not like ice cream. Like a dinner. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to. You're gonna do the math. She pulled out the calculator. <laughs> We're talking about a rate of. Oh, okay. So a dollar. Hold on. A dollar to it would be okay. So like twenty dollars for two people would be like a really nice dinner with like dessert and appetizers, drinks, yeah, appetizers for two people. For two people, that's like that's really good. That's the best you can get. Yes. Wow. Like one of the most expensive burgers there was like fifteen (laughs) dollars. The most. Whoa. (laughs) What's special about this burger? 
I, it was in that egg-shaped building. Oh, Burj Al Fatih. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coral. Yeah. It's, they changed the name. Coral, there. Coral Hotel. You know that was built that by um, Gaddafi. Yeah, so Gaddafi yeah. built a hotel in Sudan when he was in power, and <laughs> it looks like a giant. Egg. It's supposed to look like a sailboat, right? Oh, really? It looks like an egg. It looks like an egg. <laughs> Um, and they call it like the egg building and it's a ho- very fancy it's like the nicest hotel I think it's the only hotel it's the only hotel <laughs> it's not the only let's give it credit there's a couple nice ones egg building is definitely in the, the top elite if you're like a white guy going to Sudan you stay in the egg building yeah but other than that yeah the egg building is where and also there's a culture in Sudan and Ethiopia I found out where people go to hotels for like restaurants like on a night out oh, you really? go to the restaurant hotel yeah you know like, they have that in Qatar do you do like, that as well? You go to like the hotel? But like the nicest restaurants are in hotels. Same with the bars. If you want to go to a bar or club, they're all yeah. in hotels. Like the um, W Hotel in Doha had the yeah. best rest sushi. Oh, there's like a sushi restaurant? It's at the market, you know, Jean-Georges. What is this? You know, the market oh. by Jean-Georges. <laughs> Why are you saying his name like that? Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to pronounce it. I feel like you're not confident with the pronunciation. You're Jean- like, Jean-Georges. Like, if I'm quiet, they won't notice. Jean- <laughs> Okay, no, he's he's like a French, um, he's a French chef. He's really famous, apparently. Okay. I don't know if he's he owns a sushi- SDK. I wouldn't trust no, him for sushi. He doesn't, but they have sushi there. It's okay. not like Japanese sushi. It's French sushi. <laughs> he's French. The restaurant's not French. I feel like there's a lot of cultural I'm confusion I'm trying to identify here. appropriation here. Yeah, like- but they have good sushi and really good tomato soup. But yeah, I've, like... Th- that's where like people go to have good food most of like fancy food the hotels yeah and like i heard mcdonald's and like burger king pizza hut are like considered fancier establishments in so would you get dressed up to go to mcdonald's in Qatar? no i would not i would not but um in sudan they do that at pizza hut there's like, a pizza hut now oh there's a pizza hut right next to a kfc like no, they're next to they each got other a pizza hut kfc combo yes yeah. and it's in riyadh where in riyadh is it um like Shad at Mecca, I think. By the way, I like someone's gonna listen to this, but like this bitch has no idea what she's talking That's about. That's not where it is. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't. I don't look there. Hate mail. But I just remember these are yeah, in that area. So it's an actual KFC, it's not like a knockoff, like a CFC. Oh no, no, it's actually KFC, like, like legit. Licensed. Yeah, okay. and a pizza hut. And and the Khaltus, you know, they have their henna, their tobes, no. the, the 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 jewelry, the gold. They're going to a party. Wait, so they get dressed up for KFC? Yes, like makeup. This is why like, we can't have nice things. This is they love it. So they get dressed it's a, up. It's a social event. So you go there on a special occasion. Like, my girl just got married. We're going to KFC. Well, honeymoon. We just got married. Let's go to KFC. We're no. going out. Yes! <laughs> honeymoon. Feed me the chicken tender, baby. Listen. So hot, baby. Those are our people. <laughs> <laughs> I love the simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wholesome. Tender. It's so wholesome. Do you think we're ever going to grow out of the phase where we get dressed up for KFC? Like, when is it going to lose its luster? I feel like it has to at some point. You can't keep getting dressed up for this. I feel like we just don't have enough nice things that KFC will remain nice. Like it's a, you know what I mean? Like until we get to a point where we catch up with the rest of the where world. Where it's like n- the norm the to norm, have. Yeah, it is not the norm. Yeah. Like it's a culture shock. So KFC isn't, is it expensive? KFC is a dream for people. Yes. How much is it? It's like, expensive. Yani, like, for, for people there, I guess. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with like Sudanese money, but it's like in the millions. I know that sounds a lot to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you carry like a, you go with like yeah, a, a yeah. suitcase? No, for real. That's how money chicken. works in Sudan. Yeah. You, like, I remember one time we went out to this restaurant. Oh, the Holiday Villa or something. Are you familiar with it? Oh, the Grand Holiday Villa or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on it was Nile like Street. by the Nile yeah, or Nile something. Street. Yeah, so we went out for dinner and then um, my aunt was taking us out. And like, you know, we all ate and like, you know, we were a big group. And then she pulls out her purse and takes this bag of like stacks of money. <laughs> <She's just> like, <laughs> 
I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I need to pay. I'm like, what? I don't understand. She's like, counting like, the money. Yeah, it's like just to make sure I have the right amount. But th- that's literally how they pay for things. You need to have stacks and stacks of money. It's like inflation. Yeah, it's it changes every day, and they don't have card there, like card credit card. So there's no Zelle, no no. no. Um, but you know, Airbnb works in Sudan. No. Yeah. So you're staying at some like Khalid's house. Yes, I actually tried it. <laughs> So what happens? So you, you go to some random person's house and like... And wh- so like you just look for like the dates that you want to stay. Yeah. It kind of like works like every other way that you would book with Airbnb. Are there a lot of locations? Yeah, there's Umdurman and Mohandisin, Nimretnen, you know, Buri. So these are all... I We should translate. These are all towns in Sudan. like Yeah, or neighborhoods. In the capital. In the capital, yeah. Umdurman was never a choice, you know. Are you throwing shade on Umdur? What, what's like the equivalent of Umdur? Southeast? No. Like no. Cross, you cross the river. <laughs> That's like maybe Arlington? No. I think maybe... No, Bahari Ale- is like Arlington. Alexandria. Yeah. Cross the river. Umdurman Maryland is-, is Umdurman. Merlin. PG County. Yeah, PG County is... <laughs> PG County is... is I, did, I like, do not want to say something. Yeah. That's an equivalent. <laughs> yes. So we'll say Umdurman is PG County and then... I don't know what the rep is for PG County, but it sounds right. PG County is just a little... It's or Hyattsville. Just, you weren't trying to stay in Umdurman. Nothing's... Honestly, Umdurman's not even dangerous. It's I just far never. out. It's, it's, it's far, far from, it's like, It's very traditional and conservative. Yeah. Um, it's like the old... It was the old capital. It's like where all the history is. Yeah. The old buildings. The old buildings. The mosque. The, the Battle of Umdurman. Yeah. That was a thing. Wasn't that like a movie? Against the British. Did you watch yeah. Four Feathers with Heath Ledger? When no. he was, Heath Ledger was in a movie about Sudan. What? It's called The Four Feathers. I have no. no he pl- I love Heath. Heath is like, but in this, in the, in the movie, he plays this British soldier who who gets um shipped to Sudan to like defend the crown, and he has to fight like the Mehdi's army. It's kind of funny actually, but it's sad. How long were those? Those Four Brothers, this Four is, Feathers. Four Feathers is really okay. old, early two thousands. Okay. And they show like the like the Sudanese troops and like the Sudanese did, customs. Did they he, look Sudanese? Yeah, a lot of them did. Like they, uh-huh. but then a lot of them kind of just look like Arab. Like they, mm-hmm. but that is Sudanese people, right? Like there's a very, a very yeah. So like you couldn't say I couldn't watch what the movie. What does Sudanese be mad. look like? Yeah. Exactly. I just posted something about that. Yeah, yeah. You know? I know you would never Sudanese. Literally, I saw the same meme. <laughs> if you're Sudanese, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that one meme with all the emojis. It's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> so diverse. Like you're not original. Fair, yeah. like everyone posted it. That's why I didn't post it. I post this stuff to educate my audience. Yeah. Like Sudanese people. This is, you know, we're, we're, we're vast. But yeah, it was just him. And, and he ended up like getting, going to Sudanese prison in Umdurman. And he gets, has to like, it was actually really weird, the movie. But like, yeah. Was he supposed to be like a hero? Yeah. That's the thing. He's like the white savior. Yeah. That's, that was why it was problematic. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's years before the Joker though. So it's okay. You can still like Heath. I do. He's cute. He's Rest a cute white man. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. I remember when he died. I got the news when I was in bio class. Did you cry? And then Caitlin was like, oh my God, Heath Fletcher is dead. And then my teacher, what's his name? Mr. McKnight. He was like, uh, moving on. Nah, no, no, he did. He grabbed a beaker and he's like, pour one out for Heath. <laughs> he did not do that. And the guy was from New Zealand. Heath is Australian. I know it's not the same country. They don't like each other. But you they guys are supposed beef. to be friends. Like, come on. You're the same colonizer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Apparently they don't. They don't, they have uh, kiwi. They call them kiwis, right? Kiwis, yeah, kiwis and Aussies. Yeah, and they they don't have the best of, of friendships. Yeah, it's a love hate. Oh, they don't. Apparently, there's like some sort of rivalry. Is it like Umdurman and Khartoum kind of? I think it's like I a little. Know. Yeah, Umdurman and Khartoum maybe. Is, I don't 
even know why. Like, like I was saying, it's just too too boring, you know? There's yeah. not much to do. It's like where your grandparents are from or live. Yeah. That's where you go for to visit granny. And then Khartoum is like... So, basically, Sudan has like a tri... Uh, it's like a tri-city thing. It's called a thing. triangular yeah. city. There's three cities. To three make towns. one city. Yeah. So, there's Khartoum <laughs> proper, which is the capital capital. And there's Bahri, which is north. And there's Nirman. And to get to each of these cities, you have to cross a bridge. So, if you're familiar with like Budapest... Have you been to Budapest? No. It's like the same concept where okay. if you're in... Budapest is actually two cities. Buda and Pest. Oh. Yeah. I learned so much from your podcast. Oh it's God. educational. <laughs> It's educational. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so you, um, if you're in Buddha, you got to cross the bridge and go to Pest. Okay. And then each, I guess each side has like a different characteristic or something. Where's your family from? Like, well, they, I feel like they're in Khartoum, but they're not really from there. You know? No one's actually from Khartoum. Yeah. But like some of my mom's family, they're originally from Umdurman. But mostly my family's from Kurdufan and Shendi. I don't know if you're familiar with those places. I know those safe places. Both of them? Yeah. So Shendi's like up north. Shendi's up north and Kurdufan's like more west. West, south? Southwest. Yeah. Southwest. There's like this little town called, um, I don't know if it's little. I just think it's little because it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called um, Umruwaba. And oh, like, isn't there a song about Umruwaba? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love Yeah, yeah. See, you're hip. I'm hip too. So that's like, um, where my uh, mom's side of the family, like my grandfather, they're from. And yeah. I used to spend a lot of my childhood days there, like summers. Best memories of Sudan. I don't like Khartoum that much. I like Amruwaba, though. Honestly, leaving Khartoum is the best thing you can do. Yeah. It's so much cleaner outside and, and calmer and like nicer and the weather's nicer. They're, they didn't have a TV. They all had a radio. Okay. Um, so it was nice. There was like Sudan TV, but I don't even consider that TV. <laughs> My phone wasn't working. It w- it was so that was the last time I went, but that was like 15 years ago. Um, what would you do all day in the? This is like a village. Like, would you like I just remember when I was younger, I would play out in the mud a lot. Like when it would rain. Do you know that smell when it rains? Yeah. Or like just play under the the guava tree. Just like those fat ants. Ever getting bit? See what I mean? It's like snippets. Nah, my That's ants my on a diet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the fat ants. Yeah, but Khartoum, like, it's... I don't like it because it's hot. It's just... Yeah, the temp- The weather is not nice. Bad. It's too dusty, you know? Um, but I feel like there's more to do. Like, you can go... Go to restaurants and... Go to restaurants. Bring stacks of cash with you to KFC. I can ride a bike there. Like, I can never oh, yeah. imagine riding a bike in a village. They would... Would they just, like, disown you? You'd be you? the village whore. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Have you really? ever read the Scarlet Letter? Like they would, yeah, you'd walk around with like a big W, a red W. Because you had a, you rode a bike? Whore, yes. Did you ride a bike in Sudan? Did anybody say anything? In Khartoum, in the capital? I did ride a bike. Um, and nobody like batted an eye. Oh no, it was not normal. <laughs> but my, you didn't get My grandma stoned. was super upset. Oh really? Yeah, she's like, that's it. You're never going to get married. That's no. <laughs> Granny. But yeah, it was like, um, I was shocked some people, you know, or some people got really excited. They'd be like, Medania, and they'd be cheering from the Oh, sidelines. was this during the revolution? This was after the revolution. This okay. was just last year. So like, you know, people are slowly getting used to, you know, people living their life. Like, Women being normal citizens yeah, exactly. of the country. Riding bikes, not covering their hair, wearing pants, things like that. And yeah. some women were just very mad that I was riding a bike. Yeah. Women, they were just women, hating because they weren't doing it. They weren't like happy about it. <laughs> Wait, so women like on the street, like in their cars, they would stop and say, "I got to tell this woman 
she's a horrible person for riding this bike. They'd be like walking by the street. Like I remember this one lady. She's like, Inti. She was basically saying instead of you riding a bike, trying to act like a man, why don't you give it to my son? What? <laughs> she had her little son with her. She was. So let my son have your bike. Yeah, yeah, basically. This She's one guy jealous. was like, he calls me Muhammad Walid. What? Like, call me man. What's like a word for like a butch? Is that like... <laughs> Maybe like a masculine... Masculine yeah, woman. Or masculine. Yeah. I don't want to say problematic, you know. Things. I mean, he was saying like it. You weren't no. saying it. Yeah, I'm just trying to say what he was... He was calling like, you that. Yeah, That's wild. I those words. Why would you... They're just jealous because they got training wheels at home and they still can't ride a two-wheeler. Probably. Yeah. That's all it is. That's it all projection. Experience. So that is still not ready for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. No, Did I tell real. you like when we'd go back and I'd wear shorts, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. would go crazy? Like cargo shorts. Wait. <laughs> not booty shorts. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like people who? Like street? Like random people. What would they say? They would just make comments about it. So I'd go like to the Dukan. It's the random people that make the comments. It's always, you, they're it's the boldest people ones. people you don't know. They're the boldest ones. Are you bitch? So you go to the local Dukan. Dukan is, means like corner store, basically. You go to the Dukan and you get your little. Uh, you're gonna go buy a non-alcoholic beer um, from the Dukan, and the Dukan guy, the guy who works there, will like make. He'll be like, "What's up with what's up with your? Uh, you're missing a piece there, you know? Like a dumb joke like that." They make these jokes. They yeah. think they're being smart. It's like you're just annoying. Yeah, but then you go back, and now all the guys are wearing shorts and like skinny jeans. I'm like, wow. That system, you know what yeah, that means? Yeah, that that means like your your pants are a little lower than they should be. You're sagging. Sudanese slang is just bizarre. Yeah, and it's always evolving. There's always new you words. You can't keep up. No. Yeah, I like use words because like I usually spend time mostly with my grandma. So like the words. Is she that hip I know, to it? She's not hip. No. Yeah. <laughs> so like I I talk like a, an old lady. Like my nickname growing up was called Bill Do you, Do you know what does that mean? Do you know the um, lips character? Who's no, Bill Gildam? No. What's good? Gildam. What's Gildam mean? I, I'm my Arabic isn't that. <clears throat> Well, Bit Good Lamb, she's a character of like this old Sudanese grandma. Um, she, it's played by Al Fadl Saeed. He's like a famous Sudanese um, actor. Okay. If you ask your parents, they like he's a thespian, one. like it's like this is acting and like a, yeah, like a yeah. play. That's his, uh, yeah, he's known for his role. Okay. Good um, yeah. And basically, she's an old haboba. An old grandma. Yeah, and just like very, talks a lot, a lot. So that that was my character growing up. Wow. So they really just, you didn't even choose it. I just it. pick up from my grandma, like how she speaks and what she says and just run with it. Yeah. Yeah. That was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like learning all this, like, Grandma Haboba talk from yeah. perspective. Did you have to unlearn anything? Like, were you like, wow, Grandma, what you taught me there was very problematic? I think um, I tried to tell her that she is problematic a lot of the times, but I feel like she's in an age now where it's just too late. She's oh. a byproduct of her environment. There are certain things that I just know not to talk or discuss with my parents because I feel like no matter how much, you know, like information's out there or you know it's normalized See, they just won't oh they won't budge no <laughs> so do you feel like you lived in the middle east yeah are arab parents like specifically in the context of Qatar and saudi Arabia, are they more conservative than Sudanese parents or less conservative are they more like accepting of new ideas and like the changing tides i think it really depends on the family honestly okay let's say i'm gonna give an example mm-hmm. somebody's coming out as gay in a Sudanese family yeah. versus a Qatari family. Yeah. What's going to be... Okay, in that realm, I think it's going to be the same outcome. For either one, okay. Death. Death. 
That's the only that actually happens though. Yeah, honor, honor but, killings no, are a big thing. It's, it's it's scary, but it's real. I yeah. wish I was exaggerating, but yeah, honor killings are real. Don't have sex before marriage. Don't be gay. <laughs> Or just don't, or if you're going to do those things, be really good at hiding it. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. tell us. L- live a double, oh, in Qatar, you know, there's like people live a double life. Like, oh, really? I, I know people that are married that have girlfriends or boyfriends oh. of the same sex. Like they're called, um, like girls, the, a the beard, butch, like a masculine woman in a relationship with called, be called the boya. What's it called? A boya. So it's like boy, but like <laughs> they anglicize the word boy. So boy. I mean, Arab, Arabize the word boy. So boya, like you yeah. look like a boy. <laughs> so, so in the, in the, in the couple, the one who's like, I guess more, the feminine one would be called Benuta. Benuta. And the, oh, so this is like Qatari gay culture. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it's like on the low, low, like, you know, you yeah. don't talk about it openly, but everybody knows it exists. Like, so they all know Benuta and boya is like yeah, a Yeah, Benuta and a boy. I've had a couple, many, many in my school. It was my, my, there was a lot of lesbianism, lesbianism. <laughs> That's the right word. You said it right. Lesbianism going on in my school. On the uh, DL or on the. Sometimes it was even on the DL. It was pretty open. Like, there was a lot of lesbian drama in my school. Wait, was there? And I was even in all girls. I was going to ask you. That was my next question. No, like, was it no. all girls school? I went to an all girls school in Saudi Arabia, but I think I was too young to realize any like adult drama happening. Yeah. Because I left when I was in like seventh grade, I think. But when I moved to Qatar, even though it was like a co-ed school, um, there was. So here's the thing: they these lesbian relationships usually flourish and thrive because it's very easy to maintain them. Like for you as a Arab like or Qatari woman, like it's easier for you to have a gr- a girl to around date. you, yes, than a man. Because you can't be like, hey, I'm visiting this guy. You know, we're just friend. like, no. Yeah. But you can say that's your friend, and then you turn into a lover, <laughs> and then it's like I'm visiting. No one's gonna say no. I'm to having you. a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah, normal. And they continue this sometimes even after they're married, or some of them they'd be married to a gay man, and she'd be gay too. So that way they can have like a lavender wedding. Oh, so like it's an arrangement they make yeah so they both he's like i'm gay you're a lesbian let's just get married make it easier so people don't bother us and we'll have our little side things yeah wow and it's like five years in and there's no baby you know how quick do they have babies like like they have pregnant usually like, in, like you got pregnant the, on your honeymoon. On honeymoon yeah whoa yeah no way yeah so in sudan i guess if you got kfc after your honeymoon yes you're full of biscuits that's <laughs> It's an aphrodisiac. KFC is an aphrodisiac. And then all of a sudden you're pregnant. They love it. Imagine yeah. being a KFC baby. Like you were consummated after KFC. <laughs> wow. Love language. Huh? Yeah. Chicken is my love language. Um, um, have you met any Sudanese Benutas and and Benini? What is it? Boyas? Boyas yeah, and Benutas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not. They're not hard to find. They're not very hard to find. How would you um, know though? Like, how would you know that they're not just friends? You have to like pry and ask around. They usually say. Oh, they're open about it. Yeah, you know. If they trust you. That that I feel safe around people like that where they don't need to. But I understand, you know. I'm like, what? Like when certain these people come out, I'm like, you're so brave because I yeah. understand how ostracizing the culture can be. Like. That shit is not for the faint-hearted. So when you know when I see a Sudanese woman on on Instagram living her best life, not giving a fuck, like that makes me so proud. Benuta pride. Yes, yeah. you know, whole pride, Benuta pride, whatever, just any pride. Yeah. You know, be in public, speak your truth. Yeah, but you know, I I'm, I can't do that honestly. You can't be as authentic I, as you'd like to be. No, not not out publicly like that. Okay. No, like you know, I have close friends and then just regular friends on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you do that. You have the little green circle. The, I don't. 
really do that. Am I a close friend? I've never what? seen the your close, close friend story. I, I don't really post on close friends. Okay. I haven't really done anything crazy to make it to, <laughs> <laughs> to warrant that. Yeah. So, but you, you'll you'll see it. Okay, yeah. I qualify. Yeah. I definitely. I don't have a double life. Everything is is, is, out there? is as it seems. Yeah. You're a man. You have male privilege. I have male privilege, so I yes. can, you know. But there is some stuff you know. I'm not going to tell my parents certain things, but I'm not going to hide it. No. I'm not going to go out of my way to let people know things. But if you find out, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But see, there are things that like, because in Islam, it says God doesn't expose you. Don't expose yourself. Hide your sins. Yeah. But I feel like that creates a shame culture. What What do you try to say, though? Like some things, you know, it's like TMI. No one needs to know that. What's t- Well, it's only TMI because the culture says TMI. But if the culture, it's all cultural measurements here. So if the culture didn't say it was TMI, then it would be okay. I was always, I'm talking to my mom about this all the time. I talked to her about, I'm like, mom, if marijuana was as normal size as alcohol, everybody in Sudan has a grandparent that drank. Everybody in that generation, yeah. everybody used to drink in Sudan. There was like yeah, a generation yeah. that was like all they alcoholics still drink. They they, still drink. on the down low. <laughs> so in Sudanese culture, like it's not the end of the world if like your son, if you find out your son drinks, yeah. it's like bad, but it's not like, but if you find out your son like smokes weed, that's like a huge issue. So Did I was, you ever get caught? Did you um, ever I, 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 I used to like in high school, I would dabble, but yeah. I never like got, I was never like a stoner i never got deep into it yeah. so it was that wasn't a problem i had to fight i had to face myself i do know my mom would always warn us and she'd always be like if you ever you know this is your brains on drugs like reefa madness and like you know <laughs> you're gonna go crazy and yeah yeah don't do acid yeah and, don't yeah, do this don't do that yeah but like i always felt like alcohol was more normalized even though i feel like the health effects of alcohol are worse it is it yeah. is that's the thing they don't understand weed i tried to like make my family like i really thought about doing a powerpoint presentation once like to give them the facts you're working too much they don't understand they, they compare it to like heroin or something like this yeah. is the end of your life this is it it's over El bungo? Bungo. bungo bungo is weed in Sunni's arabic it's i have a funny story actually but about, i don't know if i should be exposing my sins about bungo yeah come on live a little girl let's be let's practice being authentic on this podcast okay, okay, this is fine. the first step towards your so, okay, no more close okay. friends it's not that bad but you know in sydney's fashion it's like the worst thing you could do yeah so i got caught with a bungo um with Sudan. a bango like a unit of bungo not with this and like obviously i never have evidence on me you yeah. know step number one <laughs> But it, it has been confirmed. It was confirmed to my family. And by family, I mean like my extended family because I was stuck there um, on my own. Yeah. Um, to re- my immediate family was in the States. But anyway, it was confirmed to them by my cousin who snitched on me, by the way. Oh, <laughs> all, all skin folk aren't kin folk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she like confirmed. She's like, yeah, you should have been smoking weed, you know. Did you tell her? Did you find out? Did you, you thought she was cool. You thought so, she was a cool cousin. I, no, no, I knew she was a snitch from day one, but yeah. um, I do have cool cousins. And like, I, so I used to smoke on the roof of my grandparents' house. I was bold. <laughs> yeah, that's really, you asked for yeah, it. Yeah. Come on. And then one time I got too comfortable. So I went downstairs, like in the balcony. <laughs> so the smell somehow got to the rest of the house. And I guess she, her suspicions were confirmed. She passed it on and there was an intervention. <laughs> Wait, so everyone was in the living room and like... Everyone is like, yeah, like all nine aunts and uncles. What? Um, yeah, plus my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> So so, how did they sit you down? How did they entrap you into the setting? Like, oh, Agardi, we have sit down, sit down. Okay. So I thought it was just to talk to me about like coming back home late, like about my curfew. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, oh, we know, I'm like, no what? They're like, we, you're a drug use. <laughs> I'm like, what? They're like, don't even try to lie, cause we. 
<laughs> you know, we have evidence. Wait, so the cousin's hearsay is evidence? What if she was lying? No, she wasn't there. Who, who someone else smelt it then? Like yeah, an uncle? Okay. yeah, the uncle. How does he know what it smells like? I uncle? don't think they know, but she said she knows. Like somehow word got, like it was confirmed. And you yeah. know what? I wasn't even going to argue because I was doing it. Well, there were nine aunts Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? They already know. They told me that there's no re- there's no reason for me to lie because they're not going to believe me otherwise. So I just came forward. But um, it was like so confrontational because they're like, where'd you get it from? You know? <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't going to like. Don't snitch on your I was not going to snitch. Of course not. I'm yeah. loyal. But <laughs> they're like, did you get it from Sita Shai? No. The- <laughs> Not with their stereotypes. Oh, they hit you with yeah. this. Oh, the, oh, the shai is, guy. Let's translate. Sita Shai is like... The tea lady. So there's a thing in... A culture of tea ladies in Sudan. They sell tea on like street corners. It's very informal. It's like a little stall, a little vendor. And a lot of times they're known for like having a side hustle world where they'll sell drugs or marijuana. They'll sell weed on the side. That's like a common like... Uh, misconception or stereotype about them but go ahead yeah so they're like uh sit the shot like not it and she was like Ereksha. i'm like still not it so the Ereksha driver yeah yeah um because you know th- those are the people that you go to if you need drugs or abortion yeah, you just pills ask or whatever yeah, yeah they'll hook you up <laughs> <laughs> they know the streets yeah and it's so easy like you just ask a friend they'll connect you to someone there yeah and then meet you around the corner and it's that easy and it's like ten dollars they're pretty trustworthy too yeah like yeah. they would never lead you astray oh just meet me across the street yeah, yeah. exactly you know <laughs> But it just didn't, it, it did not go well because I was just bombarded with a series of questions. How did, you know, like, how did you get it? Why do you need it? How did you start using it? How long have you been doing it? Yeah, and I was like, it's medicinal, you know, in America, it's legal. <laughs> I went to a doctor. I've been having, like, insomnia, back pain. It's for my depression. Um, yeah, you know, mm. it's like, th- this is legal and... Um, <laughs> It has its medicinal value. Yeah. My cousin was like, no, she's lying. There's no such thing as medicinal marijuana. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. She's tricking yeah. you guys. She was like, what they do is you can get that, um, what is it called? Because uh, you know, when it's medicinal, they don't have the THC. It's just CBD. It's just the CBD. So how did she know about CBD and stuff? She knew about CBD, but she's like, yeah, they only have that in concentrated forms in pills. It's not Is she a doctor? Something. She's a pharmacist. Oh my God. <laughs> She snitched on you as a pharmacist. Yeah. She's literally selling people she like Percocets. She incriminate me, but I feel like she doesn't even know what she's talking about. And I was just thinking about like wanting to smoke the whole time they were talking to me. I was like, I am too sober for this. <laughs> so what was that? Did they like slap you on the wrist? Like what was the reaction at the end? Yeah, Take away your like, bike? Uh, <laughs> no, I got the bike and uh, kind of like in rebellion, actually. So you're like, now my weed yeah, is bike biking. My, yeah. I'm like, well, since you guys took my weed from me, I have a lot of free time. Yeah. And I need to do something <laughs> with it. Tricycling. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let me just. Yeah. I just exercise a lot. <laughs> you became productive. I became productive. Listen, it was a coping mechanism. It was I was in Sudan with barely any electricity and there was a, a quarantine like we couldn't even leave. Yeah. I was going crazy. <laughs> Yeah. So if you left the house, like the cops would like stop you. You had to have uh, permission, like a. Did they actually check out. though? Was it like with the avid about? They checked, um, and you would only get it if you worked in like the healthcare system. Like, what if you needed to get groceries? No, you can't do that. You starve at home. Um, because after eight p.m., that's when you need to show. So you make sure you oh. get everything before then, and then they used to like. It started off at eight, and they're like, "Okay, everybody stay home until like uh, starting at six, and then four, and then it became one p.m." 
So you just had a certain amount of so time. So these people don't wake up oh, before they, they don't, 1 p.m. Yeah, we have breakfast at noon or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I hated about Sudan. Like the, oh, the breakfast culture of like <sighs> late breakfast. Late breakfast and it would take forever. Like if you want to go get shit done, like paperwork or something like that, and one of the employees out for fatur, yeah. breakfast, it's over. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm, it's like it becomes dinner. They just stay. Yeah. You know, food, food needs to go because it makes us lazy. You think it makes you tired? I think so because every time I eat food, I just cannot Pass out. function. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like. Have, do you know mensef? Mensef is that's where they boil the milk and the they boil the it's milk. It's like the, the meat, national right? dish of Jordan. So yeah, they they eat like it's mint, uh, meat with rice and that fermented yogurt. Yeah, and the yogurt. So it's like the same thing because if you, once you eat mensef, that's it. Nothing else you, is happening. You, you can't. Yeah, and I think food is our downfall. <laughs> <laughs> Food is basically fava beans. Yeah, that's just um, it like cheap, but it's so good. But thing is, but wait, a lot of I think the whole Arab world eats it. It's but come the, on, to the extent that we do, we can have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wallahi. Yeah, back to back. Like in Ramadan, that was a staple. Wow. You missed Ramadan at my house. Oh my God, were you inviting people over? I was inviting people, but I don't think I knew you back then. No, I wasn't even here during Ramadan. I was oh, in I was man. in North Carolina. I was I was inviting Yusuf and Khaled every day. We had like no. iftar together. Okay, invite me next the next one. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna be so, here. No, for sure. Oh, yeah, you yeah. make bomb food too. Have you oh. tried it? Food? But you trust? Oh, the food or food? You're, I've never had your food, but I see it on Instagram all time and yeah. it makes and i'm like wow this looks better like, she had like blue apron like well these are like oh, professional you. meals this is just me you know yeah like, what okay. is this freshly fresh- i made shawarma the other day i, I was saying like how do you do that night. did you actually skewer it like did you have you have a shawarma maker no um you made it in an air fryer or something <laughs> like no i don't i don't i'm not there yet yeah you don't you want to talk about food you have an air fryer i know i just feel like that's cheating it's not do you have an air fryer i had one that, not here happened? i couldn't bring it because luggage issues yeah. but i for all of Ramadan, I was air frying everything. This so easy. And it tastes better than the oven. But does it taste good? Yeah, like the chicken is so juicy. But it, do you feel like you're cheating? Cheating what? Like who's keeping track cheating of this? The system? <laughs> the system? <laughs> like who am I ashamed of in this scenario? I don't know. I just feel like when you put more effort into things, it's just better and fresher and more natural. Not even. This is why I wanted to be a farmer for so long. I was like... That was your first love? If I could really just put all my work, you know, all my effort into into growing this food and then eating it, like, I'd feel good about it. I know that I, I put in calories <laughs> to, to grow it and I'm consumed. <laughs> like, it's like the cycle of life. <laughs> Old Mick used to that. I, I, I had farm. Yeah. How awesome would that be? Yeah, it'd be like I think about theory, like theory, but so you know how, sustainable and like getting my fresh eggs in the morning. You know how much time you couldn't have a that'd be your job. You couldn't have a job. You'd live off the land, and you go, you could only be limited. So I'm seeing your dishes, and you have a lot of different ingredients in those dishes. If you want to get like turmeric for something, you have to grow turmeric root. Yeah. So you couldn't rely fully. You maybe you could get like your meat, your basics, and you know how hard it is to harvest rice. What's what's her name? The uh, uh what's uh, that woman? You R- know her, the barefoot Rachel Contessa. Ray? No, who? Ina Garten, barefoot Contessa. I don't know her. Yes, yes, you do. If if I showed you a picture of Show her, me this I promise girl. you, you would know. Girl, she's not a girl. <laughs> Who's the barefoot Contessa? I feel like you don't watch enough Food Network. No. Do you know Paula Deen? I know Paula Deen. So you know Paula Deen, but you don't know, I know her? S- Simply Ming is my favorite. You know Simply Ming? There is no way you don't know her. Nope. I know the girl, the, the redhead girl 
who's like southern yeah yeah the one that lives on the ranch yeah, yeah. Like, i love making food for my hungry men like <laughs> this is so misogynistic <laughs> she's like come and get it boys do you think it's misogynistic i think her cooking show is I'm, I'm just gonna say it like her whole thing is like cooking for men she's always like oh time for the boys to come and eat and they never help they just eat yeah that's true and they're like, I love cooking chili for my men when they're on the ranch. I'm like, I just feel like if they appreciate it, it's okay. If they, they appreciate though? it, I need to see appreciation. But I feel like the way she cooks is like, if I don't cook this food good, he's going to go find another maiden in the valley and I'm going to be put out of work. She reminds me of a typical Sudanese woman, you know, yeah. how they like are always insisting that the men eat first and have the best uh, food, like the best cut of everything. The bread, the best bread is theirs. Just making sure they're satisfied. That's her. And I think she has an audience, you know, of Southern women like that. And Sudanese moms She's <laughs> as well. <laughs> They're problematic. Yeah. I call them umjegas. Umjegas? What does yes. that even mean? I don't know you, what that you means. You know abjegas, right? What's an abjega? You don't know an abjega? No. So abjega is like your toxic, um, your toxic Sudanese man, typically very traditional, rejects any notions of westernization. Did you coin these terms or, or is this like a... No, this is true. This is true. I'm just like translating the name. Like oh, the, what it means. Okay, what it okay. means in abjega. Like you could be an abjega. It's like a generic name. Like, you know. Who put abjega on my name like that? You're not abjega. You're not. You're abjega? abjega would not be sitting like this with me you yeah know? right having scum he would be uh, super Abjiga would be basically he'd be judging me already he'd cancel me yeah yeah so abjegas and, um, and umjegas and umjegas are like abjegas, umjegas enable abjegas. Okay. yes they're like yes he's a man he should be misogynistic he deserves to have the best life you know what i mean they i've just, met a lot of umjegas like in, that in, in the u.s who aren't even sudanese yeah like they'll be like a real man like the whole a real man blah 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 a real man blank 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 and it's always something's toxic it's yeah very toxic yeah or like she they, they like men dictating what they should yeah. do you know a real man puts me in my place yes that's it that yes and and they think that you as a woman um like if you're living freely or like making your own decisions is that you're out of control and you need an abjega to, <laughs> to put you back in your place no. so like you need a specific type you, of man, you need a ma- ma- male guardian you know like uh what's the t- term in arabic male guardian is your uh, wali amr. yeah wali wali no there's a mahram, mahram. <laughs> yeah who's your like, mahram? Mahram is basically, it translates to someone that you are forbidden to marry. So it can't no. be your cousin, because a cousin, you can yeah, marry a cousin. Yeah, yeah. A father, a brother, okay. an uncle. Okay. Those are mahrams. So those are the legal guardians. Those are legal guardians. Yeah. Because you cannot fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, but you, you, could, you shouldn't. But yeah, no. Yeah. God, no, please don't. don't societally, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's a taboo. In some cultures, it's not though. So what um, incest? incest? Yeah. So incest is subjective, is what I've learned. Because think about it: if you told people in this country that we have a tradition of cousin marriages in the Middle East, what do you think about that? Do you have any like cousin intermarrying? Do you have any hot cousins you'd marry? No. Do <laughs> is you, that you have? What you just no, me? no, no. Do you have any cousins marrying other cousins? In your All family? the time. I'm, I think I'm cousin the product. Couples. I'm the not the direct product. My parents, immediate parents, are not related at all. Like they're not even close related my i think up down the line there's some cousins there definitely at least a couple oh, okay have you had cousins want to marry you i did have a cousin want to marry me but my mom was totally against it just because they were a cousin or because of the cut the cousin that was trying to marry you like the specific cousin or because i don't think you like that side of the family yeah <laughs> there's always that yeah I, I love how it's not even like the issue wasn't incest the issue was but yeah she's also very like against it she's like there's no need for you to be that close yeah i feel like coming out as gay is really hard as a sudanese person 
like what? or like i i can't even imagine i would rather say i'm pregnant actually i don't know wait <laughs> i don't know i think maybe the lesbian thing they might think it's a phase Benuna. but if there's a baby that's a whole yeah abort mission thing kind of like, yeah i think his abortions aren't aren't even haram so like they probably want you to get an abortion they are haram or they're, they're not? not they're not no well, islam is so progressive i'm telling you i love it yeah yes <laughs> islam is a, it's a rainbow religion look at honestly. us being pro-choice yeah listen <laughs> So the rules are, I've looked into this because I was like... Oh, when did you start having... Like, my whole phase? Yeah. My whole phase started two days ago. Really? <laughs> no. Oh. My whole phase probably a couple of years. I think I started late. You started late? I, I started, started late too. I think mid uh, like early mid-20s. That's when my whole phase started. Why did you start late? I think I just was living with my parents and like... There was the guilt, and I'm, I didn't have the, the logistics. Muslim guilt. The Muslim guilt was so hard. Muslim guilt was real. I'm telling you, it I, took me years to overcome that. Do you still have it? I still have it. No, I, like I, I started my whole phase. Like obviously, I was in Qatar. There was no whole phase, you know. It was yeah. all halal phase. Yeah. I came here. I, I it was like still no whole phase, and then because the Muslim guilt, it took yeah. me like about a year and a half to get over it. Was it a year and a half of actively challenging those boundaries? Going back and forth with my thoughts mentally. Yes, challenging the boundaries definitely. And you know, you know what's crazy when you do something haram and then you pray fajr the next day. <laughs> do you, see? I, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like sometimes I think it's okay. Sometimes I think it's like <laughs> blasphemous. But I feel like that's the whole point of praying. You know, you sin and then you move on. You keep it moving. I think that's what I, I, I need to get know. my get my head around because I it feels so weird. Because listen, I I love prayer. Yeah. I feel like it's very meditative. It's something I've benefited from in my life, but at the same time, it is what it is. It is what it is, and it's yeah. like, um, like I'm, I'm not, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to isolate myself completely. And I think they say, like in the tradition, like you're not, even if you're sinning, you're supposed to still pray. Like you're supposed to still like maintain, yeah. um, a certain level of sanctity and just ask for forgiveness. Like God is the most merciful. People forget Literally. that, you know. Like He knows you were gonna sin, and we're just trying our best. Like, I, I feel guilty all the time, you know, and to the point where I called the Muslim hotline. I don't know if there's, a Muslim hotline? there's a Muslim hotline? 1-800-MUSLIM? For when you're distressed. Um, Wait, what's the phone number? I was Shout them through out. it. They're on the West Coast of California. So okay. They, like, work three hours a week. Uh, sorry, three days a week. And, Sounds very Muslim. And it's, like, four hours a day, I think. That's very Muslim, yeah. And you have to catch them because, you know, it's like the West Coast. You got to make sure. So you know appointments, you just call. You just call, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what do they talk about to you? Did so you, you t he tells you, sister, whoever is answering, I got a guy. Yeah. No. And he's telling me. Abjega, you got an Abjega? A Muslim brother. So he probably sounds like an Abjega because let me tell you when I, I thought, so I thought this was going to be like confession, you know? <laughs> Confess, he says something, you feel better. We, yeah. we, we pray for forgiveness. We move on. Yeah. And yeah, it was not like that at all. What was he, your experience? So he, he asked me like what was going on and I was like, you know, I had arms the stuff. I keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I keep father I've sinned. Yeah, I've sinned literally, what do I do? And then just like not to give him too much details about what I was talking about, but basically he's like, You need to stop doing this because you're on a pathway to hell he said that he said that it's like sister it's like what is like stop it and it's like i can't you know like help me how, how do i stop myself like did I, he give you tangible advice no basically just condemn me to eternal hell wow. if i continued with this uh behavior and that it's the people around me that know that i'm sinning don't care for me 
and also going to hell. It is just, like traumatizing. And then I started crying and praying, and it went slow. On the call, on the phone call? No. Yeah, like I gotta go now. Of <laughs> Jega, I mean Mustafa. Really, it was a really yeah stressful experience. Wow. Why did who gave you their number? This sounds like a very toxic hotline. I was searching online. Just that's like that's I was distressed. You know, it was winter. It was my first um, year living alone in America. Yeah. It was cold. Did I mention that? It was really cold. This is DC. <laughs> this was in DC. It was my first year of grad GW. school. GW. A lot of white people around me. I just didn't, you know, it's a lot to process. Yeah. So, you know, it was just like my newfound freedom. And I was like, well, what is, you know, I was like, I was going through a cultural shock. That's what it was. It's true. You never like lived in the US, lived no. the full time you visited, but you never, yeah, never were never a resident. And I guess I just needed, um, my roommate was just like, what the hell's going on? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so she could tell something was up. She was, yeah, but the good thing is she was Muslim too. So we had a conversation. Did she give you the number? No, you found it she online. Did, yeah. She was better, man. I should have just went to her. Yeah. Was she practicing? Was she? She was very, she was actually doing Islamic studies no at way. GW. So she was a hijabi. She was a hijabi, like nice Indonesian girl, okay. like straight from a village. Like she was so sheltered. Yeah. But, but she knew you were doing haram things. Um, yeah, but she was not judgmental at all. Okay. She was like the best Muslim. Good for her. Shout out to her. Yeah. Shout out Noor. Noor. Hey, hey. we love you, Noor. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> and you called the hotline I and they traumatized you. Yeah. All this condemnation, right? And it's like, we live, society isn't the same as 600 AD. If you tell somebody. That's why you have Muzmatch. Muzmatch is like, for, you can have a chaperone that's in this, there. Yeah, that's so corny. <laughs> Mozmatch is a okay. Mozmatch is a dating app, and they have this feature where you can add your chaperone into the into the messages. So every message you send so, <laughs> will be sent to your chaperone, so you don't get carried away. So if you're sending any eggplants, they will your chaperone will see it. My one of my friends met her husband there, and then on during the the wedding, she like pulled me aside. She's like, "Listen, you need to get on Mozmatch. You have nothing to lose. This is how I got married." <laughs> Sounds like a cult. <laughs> yeah. But like get your abjega. What is the name? Abjega. Abjega. No, there's a lot of abjegas in there. A um, lot of abjegas. Yeah. yeah. I did you ever try Minder also? I, yeah, I was on Minder. For, I deleted it actually a couple of days ago because I was like, this is a waste of my uh, caloric energy. Yeah. No, Minder is the worst. The first that I ever went out on a date with in my life was from Minder, and is it? Mm. He was actually a fob. No, how, yeah. you didn't know that off Minder. Like he had a curated profile. I, I, honestly, he had a lot of spelling mistakes, but I was like, that just sounds like a guy <laughs> thing, you know? Like it's universal. <laughs> The spelling, like everything was lowercase. Yeah, and like you was like just a letter. Yeah, I guess you couldn't tell by what he was wearing. I feel like that's the giveaway. That that. Did you talk about how much you love Craig David? Oh, he did have a Craig David haircut. Honestly, (laughs) he was light skinned too. Oh my god, that should have been a red flag. That was the first issue. (laughs) The light skinned nigga. Light skinned Sudanis, man. Yeah, he probably thought like, oh, she she lucky, you know? Yeah, she got herself the anti blackness. I feel like I sometimes I experience more anti-blackness in the Sudanese community. Then yeah. Yeah, I feel like when I've like I've been out with like light-skinned Sudanese people, and they feel like they're God's gift to humanity. I I get shamed in Sudan for um wanting to like tan or go out in the sun. Yeah. Like my. Have you ever been pressured to try like the the, the skin bleaching creams? Um, Fair and lovely. I think there's one called Diana, right? No, because my mom was actually very woke. Okay. She's like, these all give you cancer and you can't, you know, Yeah. as with everything. My mom thought everything gave her cancer. We didn't have a, um, what is it called? A microwave for the longest time. My mom got rid of ours. Really? Yeah. My dad got so mad. Yeah. There was a fight that day. 
we were angry <laughs> there too. Was a fight, she's yeah. like, no microwaves, and even like the remote. She's like, don't pass by when someone's like watching. That's a little extreme. She's, she's just yeah. But now you have your phone that. on your balls all day. Oh, right? she she would make us like put our phones in um like in a different room. We can't sleep in the same room with our phones and our laptops. Wow. My mom was like, yeah, on top of it. So yeah, there was no skin brightening creams. But my grandma was very problematic. <laughs> she was like, no, we're using these. Yeah, we're using these. You, you're not going to go in the sun. You're not going to tan. She's like, why, why do you want to show people that you... Like, why do you, why do you like to... T- Here's the thing. Because when I was in Sudan, I liked just walking out and, you know, whether it was dusty or dirty. I didn't care. You know what I mean? Or muddy. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to experience, like, life <laughs> in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so the, she thought, like... Why don't you take the driver? Why don't why don't you why don't you want to be comfortable when you're traveling? Like why do you like this hard life? Yeah. Of just being exposed in the sun cuz like they associate yourself like as being outside in the sun like you're working outdoors. Working class. Working class. Yeah, mm-hmm. so stay indoors. Don't there's no need for you to be <laughs> exposing yourself and getting darker. It was yeah. Sudan has a lot of internalized issues i think you know my theory is because we watch so much um tv that doesn't Those represent it. it's a turkish no telenovelas that are really doing a damage doing a number on us and it's like so Nuren obvious man like, canceled Nuren Mohenned are canceled. he's everywhere on the um barbershops yeah like, isn't that weird he is Mohenned and craig david they represent will smith, too. Will smith yeah sometimes smith. he makes a showing yeah. beyonce with a weave yeah. she's always in the hair salons yep. rihanna Rihanna. They never have a Sudanese woman, a dark-skinned woman. It's never. So much self. I want to see Lupita Nyong'o up. Oh, there. they would never. Yo, you know that's never gonna happen. I don't. I think it, it's gonna take like a million years. Or Ducky Tha, or like any of these South Sudanese models. Yeah. It's 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 a problem. It's so bad. I don't want to look like Craig David. That's the last person I want to look like after walking out of a barber shop. Like it's like yeah. I don't want to look, look like that guy. I walked in on Monday. Met her at a bar too. He does have a fall look. Not that I think about it. Yeah, yeah but we've been talking for a minute. We should probably wrap it up. So thank you so much, Yusra. Thank you. Love you so much. Thank you everybody for listening. We love you all. Bye, everyone. Arr.